0: Smith has run from dummy half and scores a grand final try. Welcome to the captain's run with Cameron Smith on SEN.
1: Welcome to another episode of the captain's run. Uh, Make sure to download us on uh, Spotify, we're on Apple. Also, you can call in 1300 01 1170 and you can ask Smithy all of your footballing questions or you can text us 0457 736 736. Uh, also, download the app. If you're not listening on the app, you can download the app and listen to us live. But,
0: Smithy, mate, how have you been? Kempi, I've been good, mate. Um, big week. Just come off Magic Round. How good was Magic Round? you up of in magic. Brizzy.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, even with the weather, weather it was shocking. It was still outstanding. Yep, it's still outstanding. It's fast becoming one of my favourite
0: weeks in footy. Not going to lie. What are your thoughts on having two Magic Rounds per season? So take... one in Brizzy has to no no has to stay in Brizzy. Okay, one that that just does not. Leave Brisbane. yeah, Home of rugby league. Um, uh yes. True. And uh, and how about like say bring the second one later in the year, maybe three quarters of the way through, heading into finals. Yes. Maybe to somewhere like Sydney. Mm. Rotated through Sydney, Melbourne, even somewhere like Auckland. Does it does it take the magic away? No. No, of course not. Well, you look at you look at it's it's got a feel of say like a 9s tournament. Now, I didn't yep. play I didn't play in a 9s tournament. I was I was around the tournaments, didn't play in it.
1: Your, your um, speed and explosiveness would have been perfect for 9s.
0: Oh, look, I just said look, it wouldn't be fair on any other player <laughs> if I went. No, <laughs> please. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's just say my game wasn't suited to 9s. Um and I was probably just back at training too. Um around the time the nines yep. were, was on. Yep. I'd only been training sort of for a month. Um, yep. Barely like, sort of looked after me in the back half of my career. So um, I, I reckon it'd be great. It's got that feel about it. Like, it was so good up in Brisbane across the weekend. I was there for the Friday, uh, Saturday mm. matches. Um, just to see so many fans out there with all of, like, supporting their their team. Yeah. And they were there for every game.
1: Yeah. And the vibe was very, like... I like – it's kind of like with when you go to Origin, it's very tribal where it's like Queensland, New South mm. Wales. and It's, it's almost – it's a respectful hate. Let's just put it that way between the two states.
0: Respectful hate?
1: Respectful hate. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Whereas Magic Round's vibe, it's almost like you've got people that would never usually cheer on another side. Yeah, that's right. Never are cheering for Tulangi's – Flick back in, a cheering oh, so for good. Selwyn Cobbo making a break. And they don't even support those two no, teams. No, well, they got
0: and they're, they're they're standing applauding and they've got like Rabbitohs jerseys on yep. or St. George or Parramatta or whatever it is. So yep. I think it's great. Like it's a great concept. It's it's certainly um worked a treat up in Brizzy. Mm. Yeah, I just think it it you know, we may need to have a look at it.
1: Mate, I'm tell if look, if it didn't take away anything from the having it once, mm. having it twice it, it almost like balanced the year too if you went like Everything leading up to Magic Round, then Magic Round happens, and then Origin happens, and then that little lull between Origin and Finals footy, you you throw it in there. Mm. I don't mind it, Smithy. I don't
0: mind it. Next year, right? Next year, Redcliffe – ah, sorry. Dolphins have been guaranteed a spot. Yes. Okay, at Magic Round. How do you decide who misses out? it is Is it who finishes last in the season Ooh.
1: This year? But they kind of need it. Do you know what I mean? Because they're the they're lower. They need that, I guess, exposure and being there and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Do you just do a random drawer? Is that the fairest thing? <laughs> a random drawer? There's
0: no random drawers, mate. Oh, a, yeah, There's yeah. no yeah. random draws No, no, drawers. I mean I mean like as in
1: <laughs> like in, in FIFA where they like pull out. <laughs> Yeah, thing.
0: Well, if it's done like that, yeah, could you yeah. do it like
1: that? But yes, there is no random draws. Let's be real here.
0: yeah, draw, does, uh... yeah, yeah draw it out of the hat? Every every name in the hat's the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's only ever going to be Come one on. team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? they could say, oh look, we'll just punch it in, and you know whatever team the computer spits out. Like they're not going to spit out the Broncos in yeah, Brisbane. Yeah, it's so true. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not going to spit out Penrith. Yeah. or Melbourne. Man, so, That's sorry, a tough sorry, one. sorry, Storm or Panthers, yeah. you're not playing in Or even around, really
1: any Queensland team. You know, well, yeah. To not have a Queensland team there, so you're looking at. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Where. To do
0: it like the 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 most fair way, I guess, would be to say, listen, who are, if you if you if you get the wooden spoon the previous year, yep. you miss out. And then the then, then, then everyone can see, and everyone's aware,
1: Yep. of what you by winning the spoon. It's a punishment. Yeah, you know. Uh actually I like that because it is the fairest way. Now some people will be like, "Oh, you know, our squad isn't as good as other squads." Yeah, but that's that's what we're here for. We're playing footy to win matches. Yeah, compete. Like, yeah, we're not here to hand out uh participation. That's that right. Else. Um so yeah, I like it, Smithy. I like mm. it. It's a mm. great it's a great way to start off the show, mate.
0: I'll uh, just maybe. We'll we'll get the listeners' thoughts.
1: Yeah, text in. Yeah, text in. Should there be two magic rounds to really anchor down the year? I tell you what isn't a great way to start the uh the show. It's a uh, Scomo's. Did you watch
0: ScoMo's? <laughs> Look,
1: this is coming from a winger. <laughs> I can't tackle to save my life. And I've always lived by the philosophy if mm. you let more tries, if you score more tries than you let in, you win the match. Yes. But even I think I may have a little bit better technique than that. Okay. What did you think of the tackle from ScoMo? Well, he big. was
0: playing soccer. <laughs> He's got his games mixed up. Mate. He's playing soccer and then he tried a, a he lead. He thought he was tackle. at Shark Bark with Heinz. What's Hines. going on? He thought he was outside Heinz. No, just ScoMo. Just. No, no, just stay off the sporting field. All all respect. Yeah, you you got you got enough of a job to do.
1: Um, Tackling people don't need to do it. Yeah, respectfully. Yeah, that's coming from a winger too. Yeah, I can't tackle for anything. So,
0: yeah, but yeah. You're a, you're a former soccer player, so you know exactly what he just, he got, he got, a, bit,
1: yeah, got a bit too much in his head and he yeah. thought, am I playing footy? Am I at Shark Park? His mm. hind's outside me. Is the great Dale Finucan inside. inside. Like, and then he tried the spirit
0: fingers. <laughs> like he, just, he had it all going and then just the, the brain confused the feet, I think, and he just stumbled. Right. <laughs> how, about, how, many, how many times have we seen politicians just get it wrong? It never works out. Remember Johnny Howard oh, trying to bowl that ball? Mate. He's trying to play cricket and he bowled the ball and it just, it, nah, it just went all wrong. Mate, I just what I'm thinking is like who
1: is advising these people to go, you know what, it's a good idea. No. Or, or do they sit there and go like it humanizes them or something? Maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe. Um, what else did you get up to this week? We obviously had some extremely sad news. Yes. Uh, Simon's Andrew passing Simons. away.
0: Yeah, really sad, mate. I remember waking up um, uh, in the morning and, and seeing the breaking news. Um, Sunday morning it was. And, uh, yeah, just tragic, mate. He, he Like he was, again, like how how – I feel so sorry for the Australian cricket family, Mm. Um, all the players and all the staff involved and all the families. um, Losing, you know, so many great people of of Australian cricket over the last 12 months. Mm. It was was Dean Jones first, Rod Marsh, Shane Warner, now Andrew Simons. Just unbelievable how that's happened, like the the events, the sequence of events Mm. over the last sort of little bit. Um, And, you know, another guy who in in sort of my – I guess teenage years as I really enjoy the game of cricket I never played it at any type of level mm. um but but um just a guy that I really loved watching yeah. um through the summer through mm. the summer months you know just when school wasn't on when there was no footy on um watching him go about his business cuz he had a bit of flair didn't he like yeah. the way he played and he loved his league he loved the broncos mm. He actually
1: come down to some of our training sessions. Well, there was you go. There. Yeah. 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 And was,
0: so you had some interactions with him? Yeah,
1: yeah. a little bit. Like, I'm not going to sit here no, and no, say, yeah, no. but no, I had a little bit. You know, he would come down to the sessions, and for me personally, like, you see a guy as great as him come down, at first, you're a little bit standoffish, and you're like, oh, my God, like, yeah. man, Andrew Simons, holy moly. <laughs> but you get 20 minutes in, and he's running around with us, and before you know it, he's just he was just one of the boys. Yeah. Like, he. that's how much he really fit in. Yep. I, I swear in another life, he would have been a leaggy. Like yeah. I swear so enough.
0: You, so you reckon like do you reckon he could have like well, played league? I, I
1: just know personality wise the small interactions that I had with him within the environment he just fit in with us boys and league yep. league boys are very it's a different kind of culture and yeah. mate he just fit in he just fit in like he was one of the boys in the small time I had with him he's so a really good guy.
0: What about his ability though? Like do you reckon like I oh know it's a big step up yeah. like he's he's a, he's an elite cricketer and he's coming over to you know the elite Yeah. um Sort of section of rugby league players in, mm. in the world with the Broncos, mm. but if he had some time, like through junior footy, through Reggie stuff, like could you see, Matt, Do you see some honestly, some skills that he could?
1: I think so. Like you look at he, you look at his frame, you look at like his big a, man. He, yeah, his ability to move. I, I'm sure with enough you know training from a young age, that, I mean, why couldn't he? If he was that good at cricket, his frame is all there. He's mm. he's what six foot three, six foot maybe six foot two, six foot three. Yep. Put a bit of muscle on him, like yep. oh, why not? Like yep. why not?
0: Well, I think from those, um, that's that very famous uh, shoulder charge he put on there. Beautiful. <laughs> he put Beautiful. On the
1: streaker at the Gabba. Mate, that was so good. <laughs> that will go down in just history as <laughs> one of the great shoulder oh, charges. Oh,
0: what a man. Um, yeah, so our condolences definitely they go out to the entire Simons family. Absolutely. just tragic news and, and the, well, the North Queensland community, really. Mm, uh, absolutely. He's a big part of the North Queensland community up there. So, yeah, sad news. Sad news.
1: Uh, now, uh, on to some rugby league news. Trent Barrett. Uh, now he has, you know, the, the official report is he has quit the Bulldogs. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, you could argue that there was a bit of pressure Mm -hmm. from up top to make that decision. Yep. Uh, but it, it, I mean, I understand he was under pressure, but for me, Smithy, it did still kind of come out of nowhere for me. I didn't really feel like there was that much pressure.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, for example, I would say there has been way more pressure to get rid of Michael McGuire over the last 12 months Mm. than Trent Barrett. In my opinion,
0: I don't know if this needed to happen now. Yeah, well, in the first six weeks of the comp, the, all the all the talk about if there was any coach going to be sacked, it was mm. going to be Michael McGuire. Mm. That, that's and they they end up jagging two wins in a row, mm. and now there's no well, there's very little heat on Michael Maguire. Yeah, there, there's been very little talk about his his job, and, and they've his, lost three in a row. His security of his job. Mm. Um. So yeah, look, yeah, there's been rumblings about the Bulldogs, and you know, yeah, you know, the coach. You know the, his position that he held wasn't working, but oh, geez, I don't know. Like it, the only people that know is front office of the Bulldogs, yeah, yeah. so you hear all different stories. You know, was he pushed? Did he make the decision himself? Mm. Well, only the Bulldogs know that, mm. and the people within the the office space know that. Um, uh, but but there's pressure. There's always pressure. There's mm. pressure from. From yeah. all over, mm. you know, from sponsors, mm. you know, from like obviously commercial department, from the from the the bosses, up top, um, from the media, from mm. the public, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a really unfortunate situation that that's happened there, and mm. and you know whatever decisions have been made, it's been made for certain reasons. Um, for for me, I just think that now, like the players, no matter what's happened, the players just need to get on with their job. Mm. Okay, they they are professionals; they are paid. They are paid professionals to go out there and, and play the best they can on the weekend. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's the coach. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's in charge. It doesn't matter what's happened. Put your heads down, get out there and play the best you can on the weekend. If I'm Josh Jackson, mm. if I'm the captain of that club and if I'm a part of that leadership group, now when I yeah, you know, I was very fortunate along with all of my teammates at the Melbourne Storm that mm. we never had to go through any situation like this. Yeah. Craig Bellamy's been the coach of the Melbourne Storm for 20 years. Yeah, wow. Okay, so there's never been a, a time where his position has been questioned yep. at the Storm, um, you know, whether his position was in jeopardy, uh that he was going to get sacked or anything like that, okay? But I'm just thinking if I'm in their position, it's not a ideal situation at all mm. and particularly with a lot of, you know, the speculation about what's happened and all the talk about, you know, where they are at the moment and the standards at the club and blah blah blah. I'd just be focusing on this weekend and going out and playing the very best I can. Yeah, I'd be thinking, let's go out there and just play the best game of our season so far.
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, it's, it really is as a player all you can control. Yeah. I guess that the tough thing is, I I totally understand the argument that it's very hard to mount a defence for to, for Barrett when you look at the results. You know, yes. you look at the fact that. He lost five. I mean, he's only won five, I think, out of thirty-three. Yep. Then you look at Manly, and yes, he did struggle at Manly. So I, I understand it's very hard to mount a defense. I was just hoping for for Barrett's sake, I guess. Yeah. That he would at least get a a chance with Reed, Marnie, kick and out. kick out next year. I just yep. thought that you know that would be the real yeah yeah, yeah that's fair test of like what what could he do with a a squad that he'd assembled, mm. um, a squad that he'd put together. But I understand the other side of the argument of. Maybe they feel that they can't waste—not waste another year, but spend mm. another year seeing if it's going to work. They need yeah. it to work. Yeah. Um. So I, I honestly, I know it's fence sitting, but I don't know what
0: the right call was with that. I really don't. So then, okay. So, so if you if you think about if you let's go down that path. So there's an interim coach now. Mick Potter yep. has been brought in. Will it, Will he see out this year, or will they try and look for someone? He'll see out this year. That's what it, he's till the end of twenty twenty two. Okay. So in that time, they'll they'll look to sign someone for next year as the head coach moving forward. I'd assume so. I'd assume so. So if that, if, so then if that new coach um, that gets appointed as um, the, the head role at the Bulldogs, and he's got this new lineup of Kikau and Reid Marnie, as you mentioned, mm. two very good players, quality players. Um, if they, if he doesn't get results, if that person doesn't get results, does he then get sacked? Yeah, at at the midway point or or. At any stage throughout the twenty twenty three season, because he's not getting results, yeah, and and on paper you would think that's a stronger lineup with yeah. those two players. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. you know,
0: well, like, where does the cycle end? Yeah, it's true, it's and true. and and also Kempe, it's a bit like the the um, the player pool. Mm. If you keep on sacking coaches, who who's going to replace them?
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's a smaller pool of coaches. <laughs> that's there's what a I mean. smaller pool of coaches. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I really you, you, the tough thing taking that job now is like job security. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I don't oh, go well off the bat, do yeah. I do I get the sack? Now, speaking of coaches, who would you target right now? That's on the market.
0: Oh wow, it's yeah, that's a difficult one. Well, so what about some of the names that have been tossed up? So it's Freddie. Yeah, which is crazy.
1: I don't know <laughs> why he would take that. You got the.
0: Op- I, I think he said as much. Oh man, I think he said as much. I think he said, "No, nah, look, I've got a couple of jobs at the moment. I, um, Royce's walk, and then mm. um, and then the Origin. Yeah, and that's all. And he he's does the, thinking the motorbike
1: about. ride throughout the year and everything. For the Hogs, right? Yeah, yeah, which yep. is yep. so good. So, so I good. think.
0: So I don't think it's going to be Freddie. Yeah, and um, yeah. To be honest, I, I think after yeah he had his experiences in the NRL, and I think he's. Thought to himself, "Look, I'm I'm done <laughs> with that for a while. Yeah. Um, well, then you got Shane Flanagan, mm. uh, former Sharks coach. Do I you guess. think having Flanagan, Kyle Flanagan, there helps or hurts? Shane, I, I think that'll be given given where the dogs are at right now. I think that'll be a very difficult situation.
1: Huge, very difficult situation. Um,
0: it, and and you look at you look at something like, um, you know, the setup that." Ivan and Nathan have mm. completely different.
1: Yeah, and like they they are the, were under the pump that first year too.
0: Yeah, and you know they are they are now the best team in the competition, mm. reigning premiers. So there's less pressure on them, mm. um, you know, to go out there and perform each week. Unlike say a Shane Flanagan and a Kyle Flanagan, particularly at at right now where there's still question marks over Kyle Flanagan yeah. and his position in the yeah. team. So yeah. you know that that would be. Yeah, for me that would be a very good, very difficult thing to uh, maintain. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's up to Shane mm. Flanagan and and the Bulldogs. Like, firstly, he's he needs to be offered the job. Yeah. And then if he feels comfortable to do it, like it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't matter what you and I think or anyone else. Mm. If he feels he can take on the job with his son involved at the club as as a first grade player, then. He'll take it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. it doesn't matter what anyone else absolutely. thinks, other than him. If, yeah. he, if he thinks he can get his job done the best he can with his son playing there at the moment, in the current situation that the Bulldogs find themselves in, then that's all that matters. Mm. Yep, absolutely.
1: What about a guy like Paul Green?
0: Uh, Paul, well, yeah. Well, look, he, I dare say, he'd be looking for another stint in the NRL. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's he's proven he's a premiership coach. He's won a premiership at the Cowboys. Um, then you 've got another guy like jason riles but he i think he 's got another year at the Roosters. yep um so he 's got this year and next year i know he 's um yeah you know, he 's he 's been biding his time as an assistant coach has been for quite some years now i i, I don 't think he 's in any rush like he 's mm. not he 's not throwing his um hand up right now to be a first grade coach, but I know it 's on the radar
1: yeah yeah um
0: but maybe he 's waiting for Craig Bellamy to finish.
1: Yeah, in good Melbourne, point. really good point. So there's a
0: few candidates out there, but it's just I don't know what are the what what's right for the Bulldogs right now. If if there's someone there that's actually been involved in that club mm. and understands what the Bulldogs are about, maybe that might be the best option they need to go for.
1: Yeah, maybe it's uh, similar to the Bronco situation. You get a guy like Kevy in, yes. a legend of the club. Good, put great people around him. But we're going to head to a break, and we'll continue talking about all the latest footy news, including getting to your texts. Uh, plus, Bellamy extends. Uh, make sure to call in 1300 01 11 70 0457 736 736. Text in, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith-Smithy. We have some texts, and I've got one just for you, mate. Yes. Just for you. Okay. What, uh, it says. Yep. Hey, Smithy and the Goat. I just want to give the greatest Silverado driver in the state, Cameron Smith, a shout out for not running myself and my old boy over hey? Saturday night, even though we ran out in front of him and the great JT on Caxton Street. After <laughs> what they say, what they are saying was one of the greatest flogging storm what? has
0: ever received by the hands of the mighty mountain men. Oh, what? Wow. ah, oh, oh, that's obviously a Penrith supporter. No, I actually remember that. We were leaving the game, JT and I. Yes. He, um... He's, he's a bit of a tight man, JT. Instead of, <laughs> instead of jumping in an Uber or a cab, back to his hotel. I'm, I was going home to the Gold Coast, yeah. but he said, mate, can you drop me at the hotel? Oh, he's good. It's in the other direction. Yeah, I've got
1: an hour to drive. Thanks, mate.
0: Yeah, so, okay, righto, let's go. Anyway, we we hook around from um, Suncorp. At, let's go up through Caxton Street and blah, blah, yeah. blah. There's, there's thousands of people are out celebrating and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this guy, he ran across – I remember this. He ran across the road no, – no pedestrian crossing, so um. Make I mean, sure that's, you how use the that's how they do it at Penrith.
1: That's <laughs> how they do it at Penrith. They just—they're wild out there. They run around everywhere. We don't know what's going on out there.
0: <laughs> anyway, no. Luckily, it, we we're driving very slow, just taking in the sights of uh, Caxton Street post a big game, mm. and uh, yeah, just. The gentleman and his, and his dad ran across in front of us and gave him a wave. So, yeah, thank you, mate. If you so I appreciate
1: a, that. If you had known he was a Penrith supporter, yeah. do you think you would have just given a little
0: tap? Just a little, maybe <laughs> maybe a little uh, honk of the horn. <laughs> but, no, he's lucky. The big Silverado traveling up Caxton it's Street. A, that's, mate, mate, it's a beast. He, I've been in that thing.
1: Oh, it's anyway. a beast. Can't drive that down in Sydney. Uh, now. Lucky you've got a Ferrari down here, Smithy. Um, (laughs) Anyway, on to, we've got a call. (laughs) Uh, We've got a call here from uh, Josh from Ipswich. You there, Josh?
0: Yeah, boys. How we doing? How are you, Josh? Yeah, good, mate. I've got an odd one here. As a Knights fan, the chances of luring Cooper Johns
1: away from the storm to solve our harvest, as he's going to struggle to get a spot in uh, Melbourne, a starting side, you know, we
0: could use someone like that in Newey. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fair point. It's um, look, if if Jerome Hughes is fit, then no doubt he's going to get the seven jersey every day of the week. Um, Cooper, still being a young man, he's still learning his trade. But I've I've actually heard um, his his father um, Matt speak about this, and and he's been posed this question before about him, about Cooper possibly moving. Changing clubs. Um but his comment was that, you know, I think he needs to just be patient. He just needs to stay down there. He's got the best coach in the competition right now, uh, developing help developing uh help sorry, help developing his game. Um and so, you yeah, know, there's no rush for him to move and try and just jag a, a first grade spot. Um he's still as I said, he's still, what is he, twenty two this year, I think. Yeah, Cooper John, something like that, you know. So he's still got a lot of time. To, to learn his trade and, and to um, make himself a, you know, help make himself a, a consistent first grader. Mm. But, yeah, good question. Yeah, good r- question.
1: Re- really good question. I, I think it's one of those really tough ones where it's beautiful on paper and it sounds great, it's yeah. romantic and yeah. that. But I, at the same time, the pressure of having a John's name in a Newcastle jersey, mm. that'd be a tough, tough gig. Uh, but I tell you what, if there's one man with the DNA to get that club back to where they need to be, yeah. it's the John's, Johns. DNA. Yeah. Thanks for your call, John. Joshy. Now we've got another call. We've got Sonny from Macquarie park. You there, Sonny. Yeah. Beak. How are you? Mate, I'm great. Thanks. How are you?
0: Yeah, not bad. Um, look, this is a question probably for both of you. Um, look, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on the team scoring to try to kick off instead of receiving. My thoughts are that it minimizes teams rolling on momentum and, potentially
1: there'll be less blowouts. Yeah, this is something we actually spoke about, uh, I think, last year, where because the, the scores were such blowouts and we were seeing this momentum where when you lost momentum, you just couldn't get it back. Mm. I do think the new rule changes has helped that quite a bit. I think the game has slowed down a touch. Mm. I know that, you know, the, the powers at be don't think it has, but I think if watching the game, you can see that it does, the, the mm. ruck speed
0: is a little bit slower. Are you talking about now penalties? Blowing inside yeah, forty, inside the forty, yeah, rather than rather than just set restart, set
1: restart. Plus, on top of that, I do think teams are lying on a little bit longer than they were probably, you know, uh, twelve to fourteen months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, yeah, someone brought up a good point of then: Are you punishing teams for scoring? You know, yeah. is is that really fair? I, I'm not yeah, sure that, where I stand on that. Thing, yeah. What do you
0: think, Smithy? Yeah, look, I think in I, I guess in theory, it sounds good. Mm. Um, so when you, if you score points, and it, this actually happened in the Super League, yeah. I believe that when you scored a try, that you went back and then you kicked off. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, I, I think it's it's a huge change for our game. Like that's that's been the rules now for 120 years mm. of rugby leagues. But I'm happy with the way it is yeah. right now. Yeah, I think yeah, we've I got like a good it.
1: balance right now. Yeah. I really do. I think we've got a good balance between fast like fast footy and entertaining footy but also what makes footy so great and it's a grind mm. we love the grind and the and the defense but uh thanks for your call sonny really appreciate
0: it mate good on you sonny yeah cheers fellas have a good one
1: now i've got our announcement uh scn league on instagram make sure to give them a follow on instagram and facebook it is mm. we've just essentially launched it it's at Sen league and it's where you can get all your good footy coverage uh and basically, now, when you want to see clips from the show or quotes from the show, you can go to at SENleague on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, it's a great place to get your footy news. And obviously, myself and Smithy will be on it. You've got Morning Glory with Matty Johns. You've got uh, Brandy. You've got Vossy. I mean... Yep. Talk, tell them that's a great uh, good set lineup. of good lineup for the SEN uh, yeah. crew. But uh, we're going to head to a break. Make sure to call in 1300-01-1170 or Texas 0457-736-736. And make sure to follow at SEN League on Instagram and Facebook to start today with all your SEN news. After the break... We are going to get it to the latest news, and also after that, we're going to have the best hand segment. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Make sure to give Essien League a follow on Instagram and Facebook. But we got a text here, Smithy. A text here. It's quite long, but I'll uh, I'll read it out to the punters and the dribblers. Uh, if you were Origin selectors, how do you weigh up current club form? Versus what some have already proven in the Origin Arena. I want your take on selection. A name I can think of is Daniel Saifidi. He doesn't get the media attention or the glamorous statistics like a lot of New South Wales forwards and Knights are in the bottom three. However, I wouldn't argue with anyone who, who says he's been the best forward for the Blues over the last few years. Do you pick him? Thanks, fellas. Look forward to hearing your answers,
0: Matt. Yeah, look, I I, I lean towards uh, what that particular player has, has done previously for that origin jersey Mm. i really do and you talk about incumbency and um you know the trust that he's built within that that team um no matter how his team's traveling uh, you know importantly he needs to be in some sort of form coming into um the sort of origin period but if you look at uh, it's funny it's a great question because i was talking with jonathan thurston about this last week and he spoke about how yeah, there was a couple of seasons there when he was a part of the Cowboys where they were, they were struggling. Mm. They were hardly winning a game of football. Yeah. Um, and even himself felt like his form wasn't great mm. or to the standard that he yeah. expected and others expected of him. But he, he, he spoke about how as soon as he entered State of Origin camp, he just felt good. Mm. And, and, and the pressure that he was feeling to produce a win at the Cowboys, that was gone. Yeah, the okay. weight was off his shoulders when he when he arrived in camp, and that's where, yeah, you know, he rediscovered his best football, mm. um, because he he was in that that environment where, um, you know, it was fun. He was enjoying himself being around the other players, mm. and and in actual fact, it helped him go back to Townsville, yeah, and then play his best football, yeah, and then in turn that helped his club team,
1: yeah. Yeah, it is actually really interesting uh, to a much uh, lesser degree. Mm. But there's some players that they go back to reserve grade and they just play very average, like very average. And then they come to first grade and for some reason in a certain system or the players around them, it releases them to be a better player. Yeah. And... And it's I just echoing your sentiments. Sometimes players, they may not be going great in the environment that they're currently in, but you take them out of that environment yes. and you put them into an Origin one. So, yep. I, I look, I understand people's misgivings where Fede, you know, he probably hasn't had the best year so far this year. Mm-hmm. But I believe not only is it about what has he done before in Origin, I also believe culturally if you're just dropping blokes – left, right, and center because they don't play that well that year. It's not a great look. It doesn't really send a good message to the rest of the team no. because we're trying to play for something bigger than you know, just form or mm. you know, one a couple of good games here or there. Mm. We're trying to have players that represent something deeper than just footy.
0: And it's what you know, New South Wales in particular, given the situation of that sort of you know, eight to ten-year period that Queensland had, yeah. you know, when we were winning a lot of series um, through that time. They were chopping and changing left, right, and center. Mm. So like it was a really – I would imagine it would have been a very difficult sort of situation for those players in that team to, to build combinations, to build mm. trust within each other because from, from game to game, not just series to series, from game to game, yeah. there, was, there was different players coming in, playing in particularly like crucial positions like yep. halfback or 5'8 or mm. fullback or whatever it was, mm. you know. Um, so I, I, I like the, the pick and stick theory. Um, as long as they are performing when they when they come into camp, yeah, like you, you can't just say, "Oh, look, you've done it before." Come in, and they they have an absolute bludger of a game or a series. Mm. They they need to perform when they're in there. You give them the opportunity, you give that player an opportunity to come in and perform the way that they have previously, and if they do that, then they stay. Yeah, you know, they if if they don't, then they put on notice. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Now, uh, thanks for that text, mate. Great text. Great text. Uh, but we've got Bailey ladders uh, time to break down which young players are climbing up the ladders. Uh, worksite trusted for over 60 years. Mm. Now, Bailey ladders worksite trusted for 60 years. Uh, to do that in a work site, I'm oh. telling you guys, the standard you have to meet. Yes. And, and also, it's constantly reviewed. It's not like, oh, they got their ticket 60 years ago. <laughs> Yearly, it's reviewed. So, high, high quality from uh, Bailey Ladders.
0: Uh, what do you got, Smithy? What do you got? Yep. Three uh, nominations this week. Number one, Jaden Campbell. How good was he? Yeah. He's he's almost the player of the Magic Round. Really? Yeah. I, I think he was. I, I really think he was. In his first, first game, game back. 13 tackle breaks. First game back. Um, in, in first grade for seven weeks, um, seven, uh, 13 tackle breaks, 266 run metres um, with one line break. I just I, see, I was actually lucky enough to see him live. Yeah. I seen him live. It's a different it, it, just, experience oh, live. Oh, wow. Just the, the, the way he returned the football and just attacked the game, mm. just incredible. Um, and a big reason why they were able to get a victory, albeit being in Golden Point. But um, yeah, I think uh, some comments made by AJ Brimson to the coach uh, that was uh, we were all heard of after the game. Justin Holbrook said that AJ Brimson's just been hammering <laughs> yeah. Really? Hammering him over the last couple of weeks saying, mate, bring him back. Where? Oh, really? wow. Yeah. Okay. Give him back. That's good to hear from you know, like your players back you like that. Yeah, yeah. So he just yep. yeah, and that'd that'd give, you know, um Jaden Campbell a lot of confidence knowing that his teammates, you know, really want him back in there. But yep. um great to see him back in first grade. Zach Wolford, yep, uh playing off the bench, playing at nine. Um as his debut actually. He played forty minutes, had a line break, really important line break actually. Um yes. he, he got off a, a quick play of the ball, darted out of dummy half, made a line break, drew the fullback and put um, – put uh, oh, who, who I forget who scored the try, but what, yeah, I think it was Brad Schneider. Was it Brad Schneider? Yeah, it was Schneider. Playing halfback, putting Schneider. him over. Very important part of the game there. Two trices, made 20 tackles in 40 minutes. So uh, Zach Wolford, great game. Um, but the third one, what about this man? Murray Tualangi. Mate. Okay, 23. He had two tries. I'll get to the ne- that next stat at uh, the last bit. Two line breaks, ran for over 150 metres, but the tri-assist. I've never seen anything like it. The tri-assist. Oh, my God. Kempe? Mate. What's yeah. going how? on? How? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how? Oh, I don't <laughs> get like... Did he know he was there or was it just a Hail Mary? Oh, bit of
1: both? Bit of both, I reckon. Just magic. You know what? Magic round. Magic.
0: Magic round. Magic Literally,
1: happens. we saw a magic trick.
0: He was mid-air... Um, centimeters from the ground and just tossed one over the shoulder and who else was going to be there but Scotty Drinkwater. Mate, it's, it was
1: a great tackle from Hastings. You're thinking, what a great cover tackle from Hastings. He's fully yeah. wrapped the ball up. Yep. Or almost wrapped the ball up pretty much. Like, And then Tualangi, I, I don't know. Also, like, where did he get the the strength to do that? You know what I mean? To mm-hmm. actually get the, the, um, the purchase to be able to flip it over. It was incredible. incredible.
0: Um, do you reckon when Jackson Hastings made that tackle... And then the roar went up. Do you reckon they think, ah, oh, mate, that's a great tackle. Yeah. I've just put him in the touch. They're all, they're all applauding what a, me. what a try-saver. What a <laughs> that, try-saver. Then he's looked up and the referee's pointing at the spot, blowing his wheel. He's, he's going, what? what? You're kidding.
1: Yeah. Where's me help? Um, okay. Mate, yeah, incredible. The three. That was uh, thanks to Bailey Ladders, bringing safety and efficiency uh, to the worksite for over 60 years. Now, we've got a call here. Jeremy from Wollongong. Jeremy, you there, mate?
0: Good mate. boys. How are we?
1: Good, mate. Yourself?
0: Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, your question for you, Smitty. Um, if you look at the you know, the top teams in the competition, they all sort of seem to have quick dummy halves, you know, mm. quick off the mark. Whereas the teams down the down the bottom sort of lack that. You know, I'm a, I'm a Dragons fan. I think that's something we really lack. I think we'd be a different team if we if we had a quick dummy half and it'd unlock, you know, Suley and Lomax. Yep. Um, so my question is if a team is to win a premiership, how important do you think it is to have a, a dummy half that's got speed off the mark? Um, yeah, look, it's a difficult. It, it all depends, Jeremy. I reckon on on the style of play that your team has and, and the game plan that they build around your nine. Um, you nine. Know, yeah. so, <laughs> you know, use myself as as an example. Uh, like I was never ever the fastest dummy half, but as as long if you if you don't if you lack speed, you need to have something else to offer the footy side, whether it be a kicking game um, or just some more, you got to play with more subtlety um, and tempo out a dummy half. So you're trying to manipulate particularly the markers or um, other defenders to help try and promote, um, you know, your ball runners you know, in and around the ruck or even trying to just, you know, create space for your halves. So if, if, if you have a dummy half that, that lacks a bit of pace, like you mentioned, uh, like a Damien Cook, an a um, even Harry, like a guy like Harry Grant. Harry grant's got some pretty good speed he's not the fastest dummy half but he's, mm. he's okay out of there um, if, yeah. if you don't have that sort of pace out of dummy half then they need to have you know other weapons that they're bringing to the game but but certainly I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that if you don't have you know a lightning quick number nine in your side that that you're no chance of of winning a Premiership
1: I think um my uh look i 've played a bit of dummy half mid time um, <laughs> my opinion on this uh it 's really important but I, I do think uh, just to echo smithy 's sentiments I think like let 's say the dummy half isn 't the most explosive, then it 's very important that your forwards are up on the advantage line and in tight around that dummy half when you when you 're doing sets that you 're trying to get on the advantage line. Mm to make up for the dummy half not having the most speed, you use your forwards who are running onto the ball, you know, at speed over the advantage line. Yep. And it actually can be yep. more more effective because if the dummy half is is getting out scheming and holding that marker and that those forwards are on the advantage line, they're getting in behind the A marker. So there are ways around, you know, where where Damien Cook has to sprint out a dummy half and hopefully beat that marker. Instead... Uh, say, Smithy, is he's actually holding that marker up and the forward is hitting him behind the marker. So it just needs your forwards to be always on the advantage line and in tight around the ruck rather than being 10 metres away and too far away to take advantage.
0: Yeah, and if you look at, um, Jeremy, if you look at, let's just say we go pa- back past the you know, the last, what, five premiers, okay? So th- let's go Cronulla 16, Storm 17, yeah, Roosters 18, 19, Storm mm. in 20. So the dummy halves in those matches were, uh, Michael Innes, myself, Jake Friend, Jake Friend, myself. Mm. Yeah. You, would, you wouldn't mm. really consider those three players as some of the quickest dummy halves that have played. in game. I reckon a game. you got them,
1: Smithy. I reckon you got those <laughs> boys. I reckon you got them over ten. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, I got yeah. Oh, no, that's them all that 10, matters. Man. Yeah, the ten meters
0: from, from from number nine. That's all that matters. If you're quick <laughs> off the mark, that's all that matters. I, well, that's the. That's what I used to push to Craig Bellamy anyway. When he, to, when he used to say to me, mate, you need to get faster. I said, mate, all that matters is the first couple of metres. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good um, question, though, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, boys. See ya.
1: Uh Thanks for that call, Jeremy. Uh, I mean, it's a good question, though, because you could argue that you know, the game is changing and, and the speed is increasing. So, I mean, speed can't hurt. It can't hurt. No. Uh, mate, we are going to go to a break. Uh, we're going to continue getting to your messages. We're going to continue getting to your calls. But make sure to follow at sen league or call 1300 011170 1170 to chat to us or text 0457-736-736 and we'll see you on the other side.
0: Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business.
1: Welcome back to The Captain's Run. Best hands in the business by Schnitties. They are arriving later today, and I tell you what, we almost we almost canceled the show when I heard they were arriving so that we'd get it done quicker. That's how much I want Schnitties. Yep.
0: No, we weren't. We weren't going to. We weren't going we to look. I thought about it, it. I
1: didn't. I didn't say it out loud, but I thought about it. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. We would never leave you, beautiful people. We would never do that. But, but you know, that's that's what Schnitties do to you. They they make you oh, say th- make, crazy things. Crazy things. Think uh, crazy things. Say crazy things. The Schnitties' are best hands. What do we got this week?
0: Um, we have got. Uh, some really good nominations this week. One point goes to um oh, this is hard to say, hard to watch actually, Kempi. But it was <laughs> Vili Army kick out, um, when he went up for that high ball. Did you I s- <laughs> I don't know how he did this? Like Crazy. he is a big man. Like yeah. he's 6'2, 6'3, 115 kilos thereabouts. I don't know. Is he maybe plus? bigger? Maybe, plus? maybe 120 I don't know. Big I'm, boy. I'm looking after him, maybe. <laughs> um, but he went up and what impressed me the most was, like, he's a back rower. And, like, everyone knows Viliami Kikau. He is, like, a great ball runner. He, we know him as a, as a guy that, you know, damaging runner of the foot. He runs over people, gets yep. quick play the balls what, whatnot. But for him to get up and be able to position his body the way he did um, against the Melbourne Storm defenders or guys going up for that ball and just how he went up, turned, used his body just to push – I think I forget who the it might have been Marion Seve mm. who was going up for the ball, just pushed him off the ball and took took it two hands in the air crazy and to score a try that's in, outside in, back in, stuff. Con, in in those yeah. in in those conditions like but back rowers are practicing that, yeah, Like you see now halves dinking the ball in for the back rowers like there's a lot mm. of tall back rowers in our yep. game right now, so well, look they, how they' good have Nanai's a, doing that's right, well, he's another man now he's scoring Nanai's scoring tries off kicks every week at the moment, but uh one point to uh, kick out. Two points. This could if if the if the person that got three points this week off me didn't do what he did, mm. this man would have got the three points. Oh. But uh Joseph Sawali, similar similar thing to Kick Out, but but Sawali was he was up in the airspace. Mate. The, do you, the, do you know what it reminds me
1: of? Is Ralph Lauer in origin, to is a degree? He? Oh, wow. Remember,
0: remember that try? Oh, is he scored in origin?
1: I mean, He's, you wouldn't remember it. You yeah, he there. sat
0: He sat on one of our teammates' head, Anthony Quinn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he you give to him. Oh, he, he,
0: yeah, he got up and sat on sat on uh, Quinny's shoulders for like a minute <laughs> at ANZ and just yeah, and come down were you, and, and were you on and the actually, when that happened? Yeah, of course did, I was. Were you, were you just going, what just happened? Yeah, I, I was. And I was just going, mate, this is unbelievable. Oh, oh, actually, you know what? I wasn't. It was a crazy try, but I wasn't shocked because I, I see that every uh, yeah. week, every yep. day with Izzy, yep. you know, down in Melbourne training. Yeah. But um, it was a bit like that. But he was Joseph Sawali. Like he he was up way above um, his opposite defenders' yeah. shoulders. Mm. He was up in the airspace for a long time, um, and just oh, just it was a crazy. So confident, these young fellas now.
1: So I reckon that's why my flight was 30 minutes late. Oh, really? Because Suwali was up there. Got delayed. Got they delayed. Said, hey, Is there another plane up here that has no uh, radar? The, the tower going? at Brizzy Airport yeah. said, mate, get out of the airspace.
0: <laughs> we, need you de- we need you down, mate. We've got a plane to get back to Sydney. <laughs> um, two points, but three points. And we mentioned this just before. Um, the rookie's climbing up the Bailey's ladder. Oh. Murray to a and he's, well, nothing short of miraculous Wow, magic uh, flick pass back to uh, Scotty Drinkwater. Um, for the first try of the Tigers. And that really just, that set them on their way, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: It, it's, it sparked the that kind of energy when yep. you see something like that. Yep. And I'll tell you what, for us to give it twice, Tualangi points in two different segments, oh, never been done before. That's how good it was. There you go. That was best. thanks to best hands, thanks to schnitz. Biting into golden, delicious, handcrafted schnitz. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the captain's run. An hour done and dusted. We've got another couple to go. Cannot wait to get into it. But I want to get straight into it, Smithy, because I am super, super excited. We have the Newey Knights versus the Brisbane Broncos. Now, the Brizzy Broncos, they're flying high, flying high right now. Did you think the
0: Brizzy Broncos would look this good so soon? Uh, no, I, I didn't. And particularly with the run that they've put together, I knew they were going to improve. Well, sorry. I was hopeful that they were going to improve off last year. Um, given that they acquired Adam Reynolds and Kirk Capewell in particular. Ryan James, of, of course, has joined their their squad and has made a huge difference, as Kevi Walters has alluded to a, a few times this year already. Um, but I didn't see this coming where they've now won four in a row. Mm. Um, that's the first time they've done that in some time. I think it might have been 2016 or 17. Yeah, I think 17. In and around those, yeah. those seasons. Um, so it has been... Um, yeah, you know, quite some time since they've been able to put together consecutive victories like they have. And their every opportunity with their with their matchups over the next couple of weeks, they could finish with possibly six or mm. seven in a row. Yep. if they continue the form that they've showed yep. over the past month. Yeah, it's incredible. It's uh, I
1: mean, I, I thought that they'd fight around the, the ten to eight mark, mm. maybe even ten to eight to twelve, like as twelve being the absolute worst. Yep. But the, the the really great thing for the Broncos right now is the opportunity to jarg some wins over the next month could yep. set them up to lock them into the eight. Yeah. And, and for them to lock into the eight, that's a, such a successful season in my yeah. opinion.
0: Well, well, it's a really important fortnight for yeah. the Broncos given Origin is just around the corner. And I'd suggest that there may be a few Broncos players. Well, they're certainly on the radar for... For origin. Yeah. Kirk Capo will be there. He yep. he's been there the last couple of years, so he'll he'll be picked. But God, but with the with, with the form that they're showing right now, guys like um Selwyn Cobo, mm. uh, Patrick Carrigan, even Thomas Flegler, yeah, like they're all playing extremely good footy at the moment. Yeah. So the, the the their performances and their form are just screaming at the Queensland selectors. Yeah,
1: exactly. That that youthful say, pick me.
0: Yep. And
1: that's and I mean coming into a team that I wouldn't say that the Queensland team's settled, per se, no, really. You know, no, no, like we no. really haven't started building anything yet because it's just been a couple of years where we've been chopping and changing outside of your your Munsters and your DCEs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Broncos, they're just playing so well. Now, on the other end of the, you know, the Newey Knights, they got the win on the weekend, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Can you see them... You know, bouncing back this week against a good Broncos side.
0: Yeah, look, oh, it's going to be tough because, as we mentioned, the Broncos are in—they're in pretty good form at the moment. They're all up and about and confident. Um, I'd like to think that Newey are going to be stronger again this week. They return home, um, playing tonight, of course, at um, up in Newcastle. Frizzell's back. Milford. The MILF. MILF is back. Against his old side. What better what better um, chance to come back into the NRL um, than against your old footy side and, and go out and have an absolute blinder. Um, so I think, you know, particularly with Frizzell coming back, playing on an edge, um, it, it's going to boost their, their side um, immensely. Um, Clifford and Gagai, they've been named on the reserves like an extended bench, but I don't think they'll be playing... Um, and I think this will help those 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 two players. I I, I really think it, it'll help release Kalen Ponga. Yeah. Um. Just just take a little bit more pressure off him, and um, particularly Milford being there. Um. Yeah. You know, just allow Ponga to maybe just roam a little bit more than what he has been in the past month. Mm. Um. Uh,
1: this just in, actually. I think Dane Dan Gagai has been put in the centres. He has been named. Yeah. Well. Okay. I mean, the well, team is on NRL. dot com. Have Gagai in the twenty jersey, but wow. in the starting line. He's lineup been named in the starting lineup. Yeah, there you what, go. That's what they got there. Breaking that's news! Huge, breaking news! The captain's run. Huge in, huge in.
0: Oh, huge! But, but leading up to his his injury, like he was, people were talking about him as the form centre of the competition. Mm-hmm. I know we've seen a couple of breakout games from um, some some centres across the competition um, in Talakai and um, Katoni Stags over the past fortnight, but um, up up to the yeah the first six weeks, yeah. Gagai was. Yeah, you know, the best center in the comp.
1: And I, I think that it wasn't even, you know, it, his form was fantastic, but it was his attitude that they missed. Yeah. It was his ripping and tearing for every single play, mm. not allow, like bringing that energy that they just seemed to to miss without him there. Oh, like I think he's a huge in. I think the Newey Knights, it's almost the perfect game. The Broncos aren't necessarily the Panthers, no. but they are on a run. So if you do get that scalp at home, yep. all of a sudden you turn around and go, boys, the troops are back. We got two wins on the trot. Mm. We can we can turn this season around from a yep. disaster into because the, the positive thing with teams like the Knights and that, although it's been a tough start to the year, that you know eight around that eight mark, you can there's still enough games to oh. fight your way back to it. So many games. So there is a big opportunity. I, I think the Broncos would be too much, but yep. the New Knights. Oh, this is going to be a,
0: it'll be a difficult one for them. There's no doubt, um, just because of the form that Broncos take into this match. Um, for, for Newcastle, the one thing that where they need to be good is their start tonight. Oh, yeah. They just need to start extremely... You, you need to start every game well, and, and that's the aim. But if they want to beat the Broncos, that's one area that the Broncos are being quite good at mm-hmm. over, over the games that they've um, played well over the last month and all their wins is they've taken high energy into the first 20 minutes of all the games that they've played. Yeah. In, in, in attack and defence. Like they've got good line speed. They're aggressive with their contact. Mm. Um, you know. So they need a Newcastle. They, they cannot afford to get caught in the blocks and, and just sort of approach the game like, oh, what what Broncos team has turned up tonight? Don't worry yeah. about the Broncos. Yeah, Just know that you need to start as best you can in the first 20.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be a cracking game. Cannot wait. Now on to the Tigers v. Canterbury Bulldogs. Oh. 6 p.m. Friday night at the great Leichhardt Oval. Naden. Lycart. Naden's been named on the extended squad after a mid season release from the doggies. Madden is a new five eighth Arthur Brooks sideline with a hamstring injury. Mm. Uh, other uh, Farmanu Brown Farman Manu Brown. Apologies if I got yep. that wrong. Um, he will make his club debut from the bench in his 1st NRL game since 2019. Wow. And I've actually, I follow uh, Brown on Instagram and watching his journey has been absolutely incredible mm. to come all the way. I think he, you know, he was injured and then I don't think he was going to play any footy. Then he went to the Super League. Yep. For him to come back and do what he did, massive congratulations to Brown. Can't Bulldogs. It has been a week from hell from them. The, yep. the Tigers, have, they've come in uh, pretty big favorites, pretty big favorites at the moment. Yep. They're paying dollar sixty.
0: Who do you see winning this game? Well, you'd suggest it'd be the Tigers mm. win this after the week that the Bulldogs have had. But I'll tell you, it's it's pretty ironic how teams bounce back from like coach sackings yeah. and how well they play, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. For the coach that has just been sacked. But ironically, and it's not just in league, but you see in most sports when there's a there's a there's a coach that has been um asked to leave the club or has left the club in, under whatever circumstance it is in, yeah. that that team then goes out and has a really strong performance and wins the next game. Yeah, It's, it's, it's really, really ironic how many times that happens.
1: And it's, it's, you know, it, it sucks. because it's, it's a shame. It, you know, yeah, exactly. Because the it coach. Says, it says this is how we can perform and we just needed a big thing to happen yeah. to get it out of us. And we haven't
0: done it while you've been yeah, in so. charge.
1: But you are right, though. Like, I mean, if they needed any more motivation to oh. get up for this game, and the, the interesting thing about the dogs is, and we speak about it every week on the podcast, but they start
0: really well every single game. Doggies do, yeah, yeah. They have they, like they dominated been,
1: the nights for the first half. Of it's been weekend. the
0: strength of their their football the entire twenty twenty two season. Yeah, and I, and I spoke to uh, Trent Barrett about this. Um, in their match, they they played against uh, the Rabbitohs out at Homebush. Mm. And he said, you know, that's been the most pleasing part of their game all year is their starts and their defense, like the, the way that they've, mm. their attitude towards their defense. For a, for a period of the first part of this year, um, they were like in the top three, like ranked, in the top three defensive sides in the competition, as far as line breaks and points conceded, like, and, and they were running in the like the bottom four.
1: Mm.
0: You know what I mean? So yeah. it, was, it was a bit of a contradiction of sorts. Yeah, but but that is one area of their of their game that they actually have found some consistency. They just haven't been able to finish games off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's going to be a cracking game. The Tigers, on the other hand, yes, I understand they've lost three in a row, but. Yeah. They look like a completely different side. The way the, yeah. it, it does suck and you obviously want to get the win, but I still am happy with the way the Tigers have been playing. I, I really am. I, I know it yeah. sounds crazy, they've lost in a row, yep. but they just look like a better side. Hastings, he just brings
0: so much energy to them. Yeah, I think that they just there's more effort and they're competing. Yes. For longer periods. Absolutely. What you need to do in this game, um, in this sport. For the doggies, if I'm I mentioned this earlier in the show, if you're Particularly one of the senior players in that side, you just you, you're willing your team out to do as best you can in this game. Mm. Like you need to go out and just perform. Yeah, absolutely. It's as simple as that. There's no, there's no, Don't worry about anything else yeah. other than getting out and doing your, your job the best you can.
1: Yeah, it's actually one thing that uh, Tatey Brent Tate that I remember him saying when I went to Warriors. And everything was going on, rah rah. And he always used to just say, "Mate, control what you can control. Yeah. Because there's no point thinking about anything out of your control. No. All you can control is how hard you train and how hard you play. If you're not playing good for a couple of weeks, eventually, if it'll you can, turn. it'll turn. It'll turn. He's and a so wise man. He's mate. T- he's a wise man. He's a grumpy man, but he's a oh, wise man. Grumpiest man in Queensland.
0: One of the angriest men you'll ever meet. Oh, but a my good God. fella. But a great. How fella. are you, tady?
1: Uh Now uh, we've got some text here, mate. Uh, Kempi and self proclaimed Tiger Woods. Actually, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sam what? from Miranda. What? Uh, Nico Hines is Nico Hines or Benny Hunt the more pivotal fourteen man utility player for their respective origin sides?
0: Oh, geez, great question. Great question. Are they both in? Are they both in? Are they? Hey, mate. Well, you're the assistant coach. <laughs> I'm not a selector, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, uh, yeah. Look again. You you, you would think that uh, Nico Hines. Will be selected for the Blues, and you would think, but Jackie, Jackie Whiten, yeah, Jackie Whiten. Um, but you know he could play centres as well. Yeah, Latrell Mitchell, okay. he's not going to be there.
1: Oh, interesting. I haven't particularly thought particularly for Whiten the first game. The so, yeah, okay. So there's okay.
0: decisions to be made. He's played. He's played in the centres before. Yeah, for the Blues, absolutely, and he played well too. Um, but they are they are spoilt for choices in that mm. position right now. Yeah. So you know whoever they they run with, I, I would if Jack Swan's not in the centers mm. yeah you know, he's he's certainly an option to play that 14 role yeah. um along with Nico Hines mm. it's just it's a, it's a, it's a matter of makeup of who best suits yeah the, the, the other players around them the For other sure. 16 players um but Ben Hunt he um i i'd 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 like to I'd, if I was a betting man I'd and he's fit. I'd I'd put my money on him being oh. in the Queensland side. He
1: has performed so many times
0: and, in that position. And you know, like if if he's um, playing fourteen, it's ideal for him because he can play in the halves. He can play dummy half. Mm. You could actually chuck him. You know, at thirteen, yeah. uh, he's a, he's a tough, pretty robust little fella. Mm. Um, and he's played a lot of footy in the middle, like at all levels. He he's played there club at Club land, um state of origin and in test matches he's played in the middle. Yeah. So um you know, but both very versatile players. Mm. Very different style of players. Really, really different. But yeah. but guys that can play multiple positions. Like Nico Hines can play anywhere in the back line. Mm. Um, probably not as um robust. Robust as I said as as a Benny Hunt. Yeah. But but can play in the middle if, if you needed him to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and where he may have that ro- not ro- have that robustness He's hmm. probably uh, more gracious than Benny Hun. Yeah. More gracious across the field.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Big Brucey with that bucket. Big Brucey with
1: that bucket gliding around. Yeah. Uh, but graceful. Yeah, mate. Graceful, mate. He's very. Nick Hines with that hair. Come on. Tell me yeah. that's not graceful. That oh. hair flying out the back, Shark Park. Oh, mate. He's got ScoMo doing the spirit fingers. Graceful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: nice, little, nice little ponytail to get ripped out of Origin level. Rip it off.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, boys, it's uh, Taylor May, TP5 Bomber Jed. I have another question that will hit the fairway. What is both of your thoughts on rumours around Matt Burton wanting to test the open market? How much do you think
0: this year's underwhelming performances have affected his market value? Oh, I don't think, I don't think it affect him at all. I think mm. everyone knows the quality of player that Matt Burton is. Mm. Um, there's no doubt that he's in a team that's struggling right now, but he's been a shining light for the Bulldogs. Mm. Every game he's played, he's he's gone out and played well. Mm. Um, what's it? What's his? Current situation. So with I think his it's, contract—it's another two years,
1: but one—the the what the, the one, like the last one—is a player option. I'm pretty sure. So player November, option. November first, I under to my understanding, yep. he can start negotiating.
0: Well, no matter what, and there's talk about you know like well oh, Barrett's gone, so you know players will jump ship. I, I you know, f- for me, I think you know you've made a decision to go to the Bulldogs, mm. like you've committed yourself to that club. No matter who's coaching, you need to stick it. You need to stick it out. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know what you think, Kempi, but like stick it out you need to tough it out um but on the on the burden situation I look I think that you know no matter what happens over the next you know 12 to 18 months it's not going to affect his value in the market no i don't think so no like even if even if he decides look you know bulldogs isn't the place for me i think i'm going to move on um you know it's it's just not happening for me for you know various reasons mm. um i'm going to decide to move on it's not going to affect his 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 value in in this competition
1: yeah no look i I agree with you in regards to you know unless it's a very special circumstance like where it's your father or something outside of that uh i agree with you if if a coach that you like is moved on you have uh you owe the fans the fans are the ones that pay your bills you know the coach Mm. doesn't pay your bills no that's right the club doesn't pay your bills the fans pay your bills Mm. and so when you go to a club you're signing with the fans you're signing you know and and so to sit, to anyone that's sitting there going, oh, well, my coach is gone. It's a, it's a bit unfair mm. on the fans. Now, obviously, there can be other reasons that you leave. You're not playing well. They don't want you to, you know, they want you to leave or yeah. whatever. Personal but, reasons. Yeah, but the specific one of the coach going, no. I think that's a bit like, you know, yeah, st- that's my stick point. around. Stick that's around. my point. Yeah, too. I agree, bro. I agree. Um, yeah, in regards to Burton, look, I think we have to remember this guy's a M <laughs> center of the year yeah Dally m center of the year so at the very least let's say you're going to pay him 600k you've got one of the best centers in the comp yep at the very least when he when he's playing now some may argue was at penrith panthers and that's a fair argument but i think if you i think any good coach right now in the nrl would love to get their hands on Burton. because it's not just about his form it's about what you can see like just the way he sets up plays, the way he runs, his balance, his his size, his speed, all mm. of these things, they can mold that into the player that they need to be. So I don't think his uh, value will be affected at all. Um and I think he's we're not even seeing the surface of his potential. No, I think that's he's right. he's got so much potential. We're gonna head to a break, guys, but thank you uh for your text. We got thousands flowing in, so just make sure to keep them flowing. O four five seven seven three six seven three six. Also call him After the break, we're going to continue previewing the round. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. We have a caller on the line, the Slippery Eel. You there, the Slippery Eel? Yeah, boys, um, hope you're both well.
0: How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, good, good. Um, Cam, mostly um, directed at you this one. Um, so Stormers have obviously famously done a, a great job of keeping uh, high-level talent together for a really long time, yep. um, you know, now and, and when you were with them. Mm. Um, can you give us a little bit of an insight into how the senior players getting in blokes' ears kind of affects this? Um, and I I'll, obviously I'm a para fan. I look at the, the losses we have this year. And, you know, I trust the club and, you know, trust the process.
0: But uh, I just feel like maybe one, one of them could have been kept if, if we got in their ear, mm. you know. Yeah, look I, I I wouldn't say that you know senior players have direct conversations with uh younger players in particular about um committing to um their club or even you know playing for for unders. I think it's more just about the younger players um watching those senior players and how they make their decisions. Now I know at at Melbourne in my time with um, particularly, you know, guys like Ryan Hoffman and uh, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, these type of players. But there was just a, there was a commitment to the Footy Club that that's where we wanted to be and that's where we wanted to stay for a long period of time, and to try and build yeah. success, um, and and more so have sustained success um, for a period of of time um, at that one club, and you know, so we were we were committed and we were loyal. I'm sure those other guys had opportunities to leave for more money um, throughout their career, but they chose to stay at Melbourne. So, you know, I think that's – instead of having direct conversations, like I I don't know of anyone, and particularly, you know, I'm speaking from my own experiences, that I never once sat down with any of my teammates that I played with and spoke about, you know, what I was getting paid or what he was getting paid and how that added up on the salary cap and how to help that. It was more around our commitment to the club, and then from there, whoever is representing you um, in negotiations and and the club itself, they're the ones that sort that out. They just they just have an understanding that there's a group of players there that, that want to stay together, and that once the negotiations start and the offers come through, it's just whether you're willing to to stay for that that offer that you've been given. If you if you're willing to stay yeah, for that right. offer. For the sacrifice of, you know, the possibility of winning a premiership, then you stay. Mm. If 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 your if your main purpose is to make as much money as you can, then you'll just take the the highest bidder.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's uh, Smithy. Yeah. Just just I guess, and I'm only assuming, but do you kind of feel like if you have to have that conversation, then it's too late already? Like yeah, if, I think if, so. You know, if if you've got to fully bail a bloke up and be like, mate, this is how we operate around here then obviously mm. the message wasn't sent strong enough. Put, for example, and I was a much smaller player at the Broncos, mm. but it was it was absolutely just an understanding that That's the right. big players in this club are taking pay cuts for each other. Like, that was just the way it was. And also, they didn't speak to you during mm. contract time, but the older players, the senior players, you know, they'd explain to you every now and then, they'd be like, boys, like, to win premierships, people need to take pay cuts. That's just the yeah. way it is.
0: And it's not so much pay cuts can be, it's like, it's just you make a you make a sacrifice a small sacrifice yeah. to stay at that club mm. when you know you could be paid more yeah. somewhere else mm. but for the for the betterment of the group and the club that you're playing for right now mm. that's what it that's really what it yeah, is yeah yeah
1: pa- yeah exactly pay cut's probably the wrong wrong word because yeah. you're still getting paid decently yeah. um but yeah it's uh it's a really interesting one because i think i think also people underestimate the fact that when you're in a squad, it's not disrespectful to speak about contracts, no. but it's just not really appropriate. It's not no. your—it's not really your place to tell another man or woman how to live their life or whatever. Yeah. This or, is kind of the culture that we have. That's right. If you want to get on board, yeah. that's great.
0: If not... It's like any other industry. Like, mm. I, I don't know if there'd be any other workplace that you walk into and you discuss salaries. mm
1: yeah, would you? Yeah, or you'd ever go down to a lower salary and go, look, you've got to stay on less because we're a startup company and That's we're right. trying to blah blah blah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's a great question though. The slippery eel, great question. Slippery eel, uh, love uh, the name. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Great, great insight. So, Good on uh, you, mate. All the best. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. There he is, a slippery eel. One of the best names, the slippery eel. I love, love it. it. Um, now the eels, I think, obviously Reed, big loss, big loss. Reed Marnie and uh, P- uh, Papaliti, big mm. loss as well. But I do think we have to give the Eels admin credit for where they've been able to get the club because yep. they've been very steadfast in the way they negotiate, the decision they've made. Mm-hmm. And their decisions have gotten to the club where I believe they're genuine a premiership threat. Whereas five years ago, they were wooden spooners. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I think we have to trust Eels admin that they're going to get it right because mm. they've got it right over the last five years.
0: Well, they've built a team now that are quite competitive and, um, and unfortunately, just fallen short over the last couple mm. of years in the big games. But if you look at their team right now, they're the only team in the competition that have beaten both Penrith and Melbourne. Yes, and, and 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 to a further point, they've actually they've had the wood over the storm, yep. the last couple of years. Yep, yeah. So they're they're a side they're a bit of a bogey team for Melbourne at the moment. Um, is twenty twenty two their year,
1: mate? Could be, could be. If, if it is going to be, it should be this year because Reed Marnie, he's so important to their attack. Now, we're going to head to a break. Make sure to call in 1300 01 1170 or give us a text 0457-736-736 and we'll see you after the news. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time now to look back at the best moments in sport this week. Thanks to our friends at Best Sheds. Hit the Sheds with Best Sheds 10% off sale. Now, Smithy, I'm going to go first this week. I'm going to go first. Okay. Because I am so excited about this moment. I thought it was such good footy from both players, especially Adam Reynolds. It was the return of the chip and chase in rugby league. Chip and chase. Adam Reynolds, he had it on a dime on the weekend. He had no room to work with. He does a beautiful chip and chase. And then Sam Walker identifies Gutho not being at fullback, being mm-hmm. an A marker, uh-huh. puts it over the top. The confidence of the kid Talk about bringing back the old school, exciting footy! It Love was it. absolutely brilliant on the weekend.
0: Love it. couple of uh, Couple of little halves getting their work done there. It was a lot like Alfie Langer back in Mate, the day. It did remind me. It? I didn't want to say it, but Alf. It was there. Kempi, uh, uh, Mine is the uh, the resurgence of Queensland Rugby League. Mm. So the three teams, uh, three Queensland teams across the weekend: Broncos, Titans, and Cowboys. They all had victories. Titans. In a golden point thriller. Uh, A try in the corner. Mm. Got them a victory by four points. But the Bronx, big win over Manly. Yep. And the Cowboys, well, they were way too strong. They're they're another team on a roll at the moment. Mm. Um, Just too good. Last year, you think back to last year's Magic round, they all got beaten. I think it was like by a combined total of like 90 points. Well,
1: I remember the Broncos got absolutely towed up. Smashed. Smashed by by Manly. Manly. By Manly. It was like 50 to 6 or something like that. So, um,
0: great turnaround. Yeah, And they're all um, – well, Titans, are, they've got their first victory. Um, they haven't been playing so well. But the Cowboys and Broncos, all going really well. Great for rugby League up in Queensland.
1: Mate, it's fantastic. And also, great for Origin. Ooh, Boys playing a bit in yes. form. Easier to pick blokes in form than not yes. in form, that's
0: for sure. That's right.
1: Um, yeah, an absolutely fantastic week with some huge, huge moments. Is there any other moments that stood out to you, Smitty? Or is that, that was uh, the two we got there?
0: Um, yeah, no, I think that was uh, – the build-up for the Storm – Oh, how good was that! Storm Panthers game. Yeah. I know it ended up in a blowout in the end. To Penrith, yeah. they were they were just they were fantastic, actually. Penrith, they were so good. Like they, they, in, to the to the point where I, I I think I said this last week, and the week before. I think they they it looked like they had set themselves for that game.
1: Yeah, you did say this last week. You said yeah. I think they've got it penciled in.
0: Just to, just have a look at the way they they played, like their their energy and just. They just—they were at the storm from mm. the first minute to the last. Yeah, right. They were relentless with the way they played. Mm. But if you go back, like a couple of weeks ago, played Titans, just snuck past them. Yeah, went back home, played against Para, got beaten, mm. and then all of a sudden, turn out magic round and put thirty-eight on Melbourne. Yeah, so like the biggest—weren't uh, they saying that was the biggest loss Storm had suffered since a while, two thousand fourteen, mate, massive, something like that. So you know, they—they they were very good. I, I just loved the build-up for that, and yeah. there was. That, that Saturday, the mm. whole day, it was a sellout. Yeah, had been a sellout for two weeks. Um, they ended up with, given the, you know the the, the rain and, and whatnot, the, the conditions. I think they ended up with something like forty six thousand. So good, forty six thousand at a club game. Yeah, that's that's enormous. It was just huge.
1: Would and I think good weather. We're looking at a oh. boom, oh, fully p- packed. packed, out. Uh, what's also really interesting about Penrith is that for for quite a few years. The knock on Cleary by fans, in my opinion, that was incorrect was he's not a big game player. He's not, you know, he can't deliver in the big game. Yeah. When I tell you what, it's been a few big games now that Cleary (laughs) has absolutely delivered in. So he he has proven the haters wrong. Uh, He's turned into really one of the most complete halves. Yep. The definitely in, yep. that's been in a while and definitely in the game. Yep. Now we're going to head to a break but that was thanks to Best Sheds, 100% Australian owned and manufactured. Visit bestsheds.com.au. After the break we'll wrap up the second hour of the show. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. We've got some text here. We're going to get them out before we uh get to the third hour of the show. Uh hey boys, love the show N- and not yourself Cam the goat and the people speak. Uh I think he says he's love you there. Mm. Um uh, He says, Beak, you've really changed the landscape of NRL for your regular fans. So thank you. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. bit of a long one here. Uh, The tragic West Australian Queensland here. So my question is around state of origin fan eligibility. I'm from Western Australia, and when I moved to Sydney, New South Wales, had won a couple of series in a row. I asked, who do I go for? And everyone said, you're not from New South Wales, so you suck and must follow the Maroons. Now I'm a diehard Broncos fan and Queensland fan, and now every year comes around and living in Sydney, if the Broncos or Queensland go well, everyone tells me to shut my trap and I'm not from there. <laughs> Boys, hats, what's the go? Is it this fair or what, the Western Austral- the West Australian Queenslander? Oh, I think that's
0: just part of the, the sport. Yeah, part, of the, part of the
1: banter. They're upset, mate. They're trying to get any, under your skin any way yeah. they can uh, by calling you not from there. But I tell you what, as a, as a Broncos player... I am stoked that you're one of the Broncos fans, mate. Love you on board, bud. Have you on board and very happy to have you here. Now, after the the break, we've got the last hour of the show and we're going to preview the rest of the round of footy. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the captain's run for the final hour. The final run, we're going to have a huge last hour because we have to preview two absolutely massive games. Now, if you had have told me Cowboys versus Storm was going to be a massive game at the start of the season, I would have said, mate, are you are kidding yourself? Yep. Cowboys, they'll be lucky to make the eight. Yes. How wrong I was. They are playing absolutely fantastic football.
0: Sitting third
1: on the ladder. Sitting third on the ladder. And so much so that if they do beat the Storm, who knows, they could be top two. Oh, You know, if they crazy. continue to win some games, which is just absolutely incredible. And hats off to Peyton, Townsend, Tam Lolo, all the boys up there doing such good work. Yep. The Storm, on the other hand, I'm sure they'll be very, very upset with the way last week turned out. It had so much built up the game. And Storm have been known for years and years as big game players. Now, you could make Mm -hmm. the argument over the last 12 months, their two biggest games has been their two worst games of the season. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Storm right now?
0: Yeah, look, I think um, this is a huge game. Mm -hmm. And as you said, like start of the year, if if you previewed this match, before the season kicked off, you think, well, I'll Storm in a canter. Yes. But right now, particularly going up to Townsville, mm. um, Ryan Pappenhausen, as we know, still not there. He won't be there for, for quite some time still. Um, Jerome Hughes has been named mm. to play at half. Now, now speaking with a few Storm officials last week, that that wasn't even on the radar because he's, he's, he's he picked up a, a calf injury um, in the game uh, two weeks ago. Um and it was it was only scanned the day before the game against Penrith and it picked up like a, a, a slight strain or something like that. Now, knowing the, the high performance staff and the medical staff at Melbourne, they're very conservative when it comes to injuries like that, particularly mm. with calves, um, hamstrings, those soft tissue type of injuries. So I was really surprised to see him named um at halfback yeah. for, for this for this match. Um and I wouldn't be shocked if he's a late withdrawal. Yeah, okay. From from this footy side now, if that's the case, you'd you'd still say Melbourne are a stronger footy side. But with the way that the Cowboys are playing now, and the confidence that they've got, and they've got they're going back home, mm. huge opportunity for them. Mate. As you mentioned, like if they win this one, they are well they'd have to beat Melbourne by seventy five points to to jump to leapfrog them
1: mm.
0: on for and against. To jump into second spot. But if they win, they are equal second with Melbourne. Equal second on points.
1: <laughs>
0: don't don't say you're not allowed to say that. No,
1: they're, no, they're third. They're absolutely third. <laughs> they're not equal second on points. They're absolutely third. That'd be equal second. <laughs> I'm with you. That'd be equal second. Um just a, Yeah, just a joke. It's Calling back a joke yeah, from Monday he has joke, guys. We've got uh, Matty the water boy here, and uh, we're just, just giving it a, just a bit of banter. Just stirring him up a just bit. Just stirring him up a little bit. Uh, but, mate, the, yeah, the Cowboys vs. Storm, as you said, it's an incredible opportunity for the Cowboys because just the crazy thing is, and I compare it to the Eels, the Eels, no matter what, for mm-hmm. the rest of the year, mm-hmm. if they're down and out, their confidence is gone. Brad Arthur walks in and goes, boys see these two rounds where we beat the best in the top, yeah. we can do it. Yes. If the Cowboys can beat the Storm this weekend yep. for the rest of the year, doesn't matter how good or bad they go, mm-hmm. they can turn around and say, boys, we beat the best of the best. Yes, they're minus, maybe they're seven and one. Yep. But footy, it, it doesn't matter who's in or out. You no. need a person to, to turn up and do
0: the job. Well, I'll tell you a, a little story and a reminder for for Cowboys fans that are listening today. 2015, right? Two thousand and fifteen, the Cowboys start the year awfully. Mm. Awfully. I think they win one of their first four matches or one of their first five. Yep. Okay. People are calling for Paul Green's head. They're saying, mate, sack him, get rid of him. He's not doing a good job. Like he's got doesn't know what he's doing. Anyway, Storm, so we roll up to Towns. We we're taking on the Cowboys. They're running last, second, last. Mm. Okay. We get beaten in Golden Point. Now it took some Jonathan Thurston genius. Yes to to knock us off that night. Okay, so many times. We, we were we, we were leading uh we were leading by seven points mm. with I think three minutes to go.
1: No way. And we got beat. Oh okay we got
0: beat only Thurston. <laughs> they yeah they scored a try okay yeah on the sideline. He kicks the conversion <laughs> he comes down he comes down in the next set with like a minute to go. We kick off a minute to go. I think they copped the penalty third tackle or something, kick for touch, get down the other end, kicks a field goal, oh. okay? We're, we're now even. We go to Golden Point, slot's another one, okay? We Mate. lose. They go on to win 15 in a row, if you can remember back. Yes. Okay? Yes, yes. And so, and then what happens that year? Yeah, I know what happens. They win the premiership. Yes. And so guess who Thurston, field goal? Thurston's the man again. But just a little reminder out there, and you're talking about knocking off teams like Penrith yeah. and Melbourne mm. that that you gain confidence. Just a little going back into the history books. Yeah. That's what this team did or that's what this club did yeah. in 2015 yeah, when wow. when they were struggling big time. Yeah. Wow. It's, a, it's, a, it's such a good point too because
1: you build so much confidence over those wounds. Like it, it just mm. sets you up for the rest of the year. But you even look at the para, no matter how poorly and how inconsistent they've been, people are still like, yeah, yeah, but they're a premiership threat. Yep. Whereas if they hadn't beaten Storm or Penrith, Everyone be like, "This is a, a poor year from Parra. Like They're so inconsistent. They're nowhere near where they should be." Yep. Um, so yeah, Cowboys, absolutely huge opportunity. Uh, I do still believe though, Storm will get the job done. Yep. As you know, more than anyone, yes. Storm very rarely play two bad games in a row. Yep.
0: Jerome Hughes out though. You Big still loss. Give him a... if he if he does, let's say he doesn't play, uh, should they still win? I, I think they do, just because they they've
1: got enough strikes Still, we have to remember this is a side that still has. Uh, Munster Munster it still has actually in saying that I think Nas is out
0: yeah big Nas yes he okay is. he's been Solomona,
1: out. which is a huge out mm-hmm. he is the really the only forward you have that bends the line at a regular you know, yep. you know whereas the other guys although they bend the line it's more of a you know battlers and Get, yeah. You know Getting just through their the, work
0: He's a guy that skittles The defence yeah. And creates no opportunities yeah. For Harry Grant you know, yep. Brandon Smith To play off the back of And the halves and, and whatnot. So This is a perfect this is, opportunity This is what I mean Like this is a It's a golden opportunity For a team like The Cowboys Who have, who have Found themselves in a, in a winning streak At the moment Yep Um as I said, back home in front of their home fans, it'll be a huge turnout. I'd oh, like to think, you know, be a pl- sellout, playing mate. against Melbourne, given you know there's there's a lot of Melbourne fans up there. There's good support for both uh, for, for for Melbourne when they travel up there, and it's two v three. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to think this will be almost a, a packed house, um, and they've got nothing to lose. Literally, they've got yeah. nothing to lose. They're yeah. taking on one of the heavyweights of the competition. Mm-hmm. They're in great form. Storm are uh, they missing a couple of players a couple of key players mm. couldn't get it couldn't couldn't find them at a better time
1: yeah yeah mate you are absolutely right and look on the flip side it's a huge opportunity for storm to go we're still the storm boys we have standards yep. it's a standard setting game for the storm yes it's 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 a message they can send to each other going Next man up, next man up. It doesn't matter if we've lost three of our best players. Yep. Next man up. Yep. So well, if those if those
0: big names, if they all stand up and play well for Melbourne, and let's let's face it, they were well below, below their best yeah. against the Panthers. Although you know they weren't allowed to play at their best because of the way yeah. Panthers approached that game. Mm. It was their start. I think you know Craig Bellamy mentioned in his uh, post match press conference was about how he just they they just let the Panthers get away to. Too good a start. Yeah. And from there, they just couldn't rein them in. So if if, if all the big-name uh, players at Melbourne you know, really play well this week, mm. that'll make it much more difficult for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now on to the next huge – I mean, what a, what a night of footy. The Roosters versus the Penny Panthers. I mean, the Sydney Roosters, although they aren't playing as good as we would have hoped, yep. they're still sitting in the top four right Their now. They're fourth which is incredible. You know, the club, they just find <laughs> yeah. a way. Yeah, they, they find a way. Yep. Um, the Penny Panthers flying high. I think for the Sydney Roosters, you're sitting here going, okay, we haven't been the best we can be probably the last few weeks, but we did just beat the Eels. Uh, We've got to win the week before. Maybe they're slowly starting to kick into gear, similar-ish to that 2018 season where they struggled at the start. They couldn't really find their combinations, and then eventually it all clicked for them. It's a real good game for the Roosters to go – you know announce themselves on the NRL stage and say we're here and we're a premiership threat.
0: Yeah. Uh it is a great opportunity for them. Um and they have been up and down. They just need to find their they need to find that consistency again. Mm. And that, and that's the issue for a lot of teams this year is mm. is finding consistency and you and you hear coaches talk about this a lot. Um you know we just we just haven't got the consistency of the of the top teams at the moment. So the roosters are tr- still trying to find that um I thought Sam Walker really took some great steps last week mm. as to, you know, what his best game looks like. He really, he played a very dominant role in that Roosters side. Mm. He was fantastic. Unfortunately, Victor Radley, he's picked up another injury. Can't right. be so unlucky. So he won't be there. Around this, origin time again. Yeah, he won't be there this weekend. Nat Butcher takes the 13 jersey. Um Lindsay Collins he's he's back on the bench he's returns from suspension so that's a big in i think you know Lindsay Collins has been in some pretty good form yeah uh, personally this year um, you know so that's a big in for them but tough task tough task taken on Penrith oh man w- when they're coming off a win um, like they had last week and and it's a unchanged lineup they're just settled yeah they're settled you know everyone's looking pretty fit at the moment mm. and they just yeah they they look in a really good spot
1: Mate, and, and I just—I even think that the Panthers have another gear in them as well. I don't think yeah. they're, you know, even at their peak right now, which is is a scary th- sort yeah. of scary sight. Well, I
0: think I think Nathan Cleary he spoke about that, yeah, um, on um, the Vossi Vossi show this morning, mm. Vossi and Brandy. He said, oh, "Look, I, I've I've truly believe we've got another gear, which is <laughs>
1: please don't have another gear, please. Cleary. Oh, please don't have another geez. gear.
0: Just just get into
1: cruise control, Goodness me. Put cruise control on, mate." and just cruise on into the final series. Because if they go up <laughs> another gear, wow, it's going to be a scary sight. Oh. Um, yeah, so look, this is going to be a cracking game. Big big opportunity for, I thought Hargreaves was outstanding last yeah, week. Yeah, he was. And I can't wait for this forward pack. To, you know, history shows that when these forward packs collide, it's usually, at the very least, the first 20 minutes, it's explosions, mm. it's, it's fireworks. Yep. Um, but what's really interesting for me is the matchup of Sam Walker, and Kiri versus Luai Cleary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's just, yeah, yeah. It's a juicy yep. matchup because yes. Cleary Keery has won. First of all, their names sound the same, which is awesome. Kiri uh, versus Cleary. Mm. Uh, but, you know, Kiri has won three premierships. We, we, I think people forget this guy a three premiership winning half, yep. um, you know, slowly finding form again. And Sam Walker is supposed to be the next big thing. Yep. Then you obviously got Cleary and Luai, who are the origin halves. Uh, very, very interesting uh, battle. Uh, who do you think mm. gets this, though?
0: Yeah, I, I just think that Penrith at the moment they're they're just a bit stronger, a bit more settled with their lineup, uh, and they'll come into this game, um, you know, riding high on on what was just an absolute demolition of the Storm. I know, I know Penrith, uh, I, I know the Roosters had a had a really strong victory as well, and, and played some of their best footy of the season. Um, it's just hard to go past Penrith at the moment. Yeah, like they've, they've had the, they suffered the one loss against Parramatta. If Roosters are going to, you know, take any style of footy into this game, they need to look at that Parramatta game. Yeah. Where Parramatta, they just, they, you know what they did? They got under the skin of the Penrith footy side. They played a little bit unorthodox at times as well with offloads, changing of angles with their runs. If you, if you just want to roll up with a standard game plan of just, you know, getting through your sets, trying to get up the other end with, you know, one-out runs and trying to out-muscle Penrith, they will eat that up. Mm. They will eat that up yeah. every day of the week, and yeah. and especially out wide. Like when you play to your edges, if you just have your standard, you know, set plays like blocks and and these type of plays, you need to come up with something a little bit different. Yeah, just to unsettle them a little bit and give them something that they haven't seen before, mm. and then they start to you know they're not used to being in that uncharted territory. Yeah, very they're very comfortable. Yeah, you know, in when when they're defending, they're very comfortable. Seeing the, the 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 normal everyday yeah. things that they train for, yep. but when they when they when they're faced with something that's a little bit out of the ordinary, that's when you can catch them a little bit off mm. guard.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I cannot wait for this game. Now we've got some text, Mitty, hi Goat and Lord Kempy, Lord Lord. I like that, Lord like Kempy. Uh, what are your, <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts on Reese Walsh for Marone's fullback? I know Ponga is a talent, and we want to be loyal to to him, mm. but he's Line defence can be questionable, and while he's not to blame for Newcastle's poor performance, he's certainly not at his best.
0: Yeah, well, you know I agree with that. He hasn't been at his best, and I think he's aware of that too. Mm. Um, you know, speaking with with Bill Slater, he's been in contact with with Kalen mm. um, across this season, and I think he, he's he's also been in contact with um, with Reese Walsh as well. Mm. But he's one of we spoke about this earlier in the show. Great question, though. Um, it's you know some players that aren't. Yeah, you know, they they're not finding their best form or not feeling their best at club land. As soon as they get out of there and get into like an origin camp or an environment, they they seem to mm. just um, you know f- you know find a new sort of energy and and exuberance mm. about themselves and find their best again. So mm. maybe Kalen Ponga will do that um, if if that's the way the Maroons selectors go. And 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 obviously Bill as coach, I think that's the way he's leaning. Yeah, okay. is having Kalen as the number one. Mm.
1: It's, and to be fair, in Kalen's defense, he has played well at Origin essentially every game that he's played. He has. Um, so it's not like, I mean, I mean, there was a period there where when he came in, people were saying, is he as good as Tedesco? You know, like there, yeah. there was, you know, oh. so we, I think that we forget. Look, yes, Kalen's form hasn't been the best, even though I do believe he's probably been Knight's best player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that he's got the runs on the board at Origin to keep that spot. And also, I think he's going to excel, as you said, in the environment mm. uh, that is. And I think being under Billy Slater, like, if there's one person in the entire world that can get the best out of a fullback, oh. it's Billy Slater. Yep. Billy Slater. So, uh, yeah, look, I think Reece Welsh is still super young as well. Plenty of time to get, get a crack. Uh, look, i got another text here. Morning, boys. I'd love to get your thoughts on Manly and where things are going wrong at the moment. Clearly, they weren't in the game from the kickoff uh through to the final whistle last week and they've got huge games against Parramatta and Melbourne over the next two weeks. Mm. Obviously Turbo is way down on form but does the res- uh, return of Schuster make a big enough impact to give them a chance against the top tier teams the Mad Dog.
0: Mad Dog. That's a good text. Um Yeah they they weren't they just weren't in it right from the beginning against the Broncos. Mm. Um just they just the Broncos just looked like they wanted it more yeah they really did and i don't know just it it was it was a strange sort of sight watching manly go about their business the other night like it just i don't know they just looked half interested at times and really not there it was similar to what they showed in the first semi-final of last year now i know it's a different season Mm. but it's the way they turned up in that first semi where they played melbourne on the sunshine coast Mm. they just they didn't look like they were ready for it yeah yeah, they absolutely. didn't look ready for yeah you know, that that lift in um, intensity it was for finals footy blown off the park they were yeah. and they were just never in the game mm. so uh, you know how do how do you fix that that's that's, that's just all personal preparation from players mm. and you know with with Desi as the coach and you've got some some wonderful players in that side you'd like to think that they'd all be preparing the best they can but you, you need everyone on board Camby. Yeah. it' you can't just rely on you know a select few you know a group of four or five players to, to be at their best and you know if they play well we'll win well yeah. it doesn't work like that you mm. need everyone on board mm. you you might be able to and I say might you might be able to carry you know from game to game two maybe three right at a pinch guys that aren't at their best and yeah. still jag some wins. But when you're playing, when you when you're relying on maybe two or three guys, that that that's just not going to work.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Because because eventually you'll get found out. Eventually you're going to get found out. So uh, we are going to head head to a break. Uh, what a what a Saturday of footy! After the break, though, we're going to share our holy schnitz moments from the week. See you on the other side.
0: Holy schnitz! Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels.
1: Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Holy schnitz moment of the week. Our favorite moment of the week, Snitty Snitty and Smitty. schnitty Smitty. Smitty. Having a Snitty with Smitty. Now, my nomination is Mitchell Moses' amazing solo try against the Roosters. How good. In a beaten side, he was outstanding on the weekend. And he is playing easily career best footy. Yep. Uh, And that try, it just, I think... The great thing about Mitchell Moses' year is that he's finally fulfilling all of that promise that we saw so many years ago. And I think for a period there, we were a bit concerned of like, he'd have that amazing game and then he'd be a bit quiet and an amazing game. I think he's been pretty consistent this year. No, he has. And we're seeing the the brilliance, but we're also seeing the consistency as well. Yep. No, uh, very good. That's a great nomination, actually. What about yourself? What have we got?
0: My nomination, though, it's uh, steps out of the rugby league world. A mm-hmm. bit of a different uh, sport here, but... <laughs> Former pop star Cody Simpson he's qualified for the Comm Games. Crazy. And the World Champs he's he's in swimming mate. He's taken up swimming for Australia for the great nation.
1: For the green and gold. I mean, what's How oh, uh, good. Look, it's incredible, but wouldn't being a pop star be fun? More fun. Less training than what looking at a black line
0: <laughs> in the cold water. I think it's yeah, I don't know. That's I, incredible. I don't know. I've need. I've. I have i have i have not been a pop star, nor have oh, I been. a th- close. World. Uh, world. Sort of level <laughs> swimmer. <laughs> so I can't comment on either. Okay. I will tell you what, though. I'd, mate, the chance to win a gold medal. If incredible. you had. A, if you had an opportunity to go to, say, com Games or an Olympics and, and pick up a gold medal, mm. that's how good would that be? Well, yeah. you. You. Well, I, if you I followed. Actually did. If you followed your athletics. Through, yes, you would have had the chance.
1: I did. I went to like the Pan Pacific Games or something like that. Pan packs, pan packs. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the thing with individual sports is it's not enjoyable, like it's not fun, right? But when you do get that victory, it is pure elation. Like, you cannot, it's great winning things with your mates, absolutely. There's you know, there's a it's they're different, they're very different, yeah. But winning thing that you've dedicated and you sacrifice, and it's you know, your coach obviously helps, but it's just you is incredible. And for Cody Simpson. What, what I love about this story with the Cody Simpson as well, though, is that hmm. imagine the amount of people that would have laughed at him when he said he's going to do it.
0: Oh, There um, would have been plenty.
1: Everyone all over the internet would have yep. scoffed, Cody Simpson, he's a pop star, he's a singer. Yeah. He doesn't have what it takes to be an elite athlete. Yes. He has proved the haters wrong. Yes. And some. Sucked in. Absolutely. All the haters. All the haters. If you're a hater, sucked in. Don't be a hater. Be a lover. Be a lover. Be a lover. I'm a lover. Be a lover, not a hater.
0: Good on him. <laughs> so that's my that's my nomination for the uh holy schnitz holy sporting schnitz.
1: moment. Yeah, incredible from Cody Simpson. Congratulations, mate, and I'm sure you represent this country uh really, really well. They were our holy schnitz sporting moments, thanks to Schnitz. Got that winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted Schnitzels, made fresh and made just for you. After the news, we'll continue our Round 11 preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. Now, let's let's keep previewing the rounds because I feel like these next games are super interesting. The Rabbitohs mm. had a very up-and-down season. Uh, if you looked at the first half last week, you'd be going, "Wow, well, the Rabbitohs are back. You look at the second half, you're going, uh-oh, what's going on here? Uh-oh. The Raiders, on the other hand, they had one of the most courageous wins in the club's recent... In, at least in the recent memory for me. I yeah. can't remember a time... Where a team has had three blokes sent from the field for ten minutes, yes. and get a win not just by a little bit, yep, get a big solid win against a shark side who yep. is essentially at, at the very least a top six side right now. Well, the
0: Sharkies did it nearly the week the week yeah. before, yep, um, against the Warriors, yeah, where, but they didn't have two in the bin; they had a, only had the one. But um,
1: a Raiders side, though. Sorry, a
0: Raiders. Yeah, sorry, side. sorry. Yes, Raiders. They um, look. They. I tell you what they did. They played tough. Yeah. And, Ricky's Raiders. They, and they, they played tough and they played committed, a lot like the Raiders' sides of 2000 and well, – well, going back a little bit, but even you know just of recent time, um, like the way they were playing through 2018 yeah. and 19 when they played in the grand final in mm. 2019 and even 2020 um, where they yes. were just – they were a team that – they were a gritty side. Mm. Gritty side. What was it
1: like playing – that when, when they were in that kind of peak and they came down to Melbourne like mm. in that – Where they ended up making the grand final. Yeah,
0: they beat us in the first week of the series. Yeah, yeah. What was? What
1: what do you think is the difference between that side you saw in that game and the side you're seeing today?
0: Uh, John Bateman.
1: Yeah, he's a big deal, isn't he? (laughs) Far out. They missed. John Bateman (laughs) is big
0: out. Um, Jared Croker, obviously, too, battling injury. Like Mm. he come back from a um, a really serious knee issue, and then uh, was it? Did he dislocate his elbow? His elbow or shoulder, yeah, something shoulder, like that. Yeah, which luckily, is really unfortunate. So, yeah. like, that's a big out. He's a skipper. Um, John Bateman was just – he was a guy that just – oh, he was a guy that just was always at you. You know what I mean? In defense, he would mm. he'd pester the halves. He would pester, you know, the dummy halves. All the ball players, he'd be at you all day. you get in the face of your forwards. Mm. Just make things uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that's, that's – on the weekend, that's why I said they played that gritty style of footy where they just – they made the opposition uncomfortable, mm. and, and Cronulla—they looked out of sorts again mm. because you know they'll they'll put under pressure. Nico Hines was at fullback, so a bit of a different looking lineup, and I think that changed the the way they played. Mm. Um, but he's back in the halves again this week. But yeah, they just that—that's the key to the Raiders. That's you know some some teams they play very different styles of footy. A lot of people like watching, you know, expansive footy and, you know, this flashy stuff. Well, mm. I just think that you need to play your style of footy that works for you. Mm. And the style of footy that works for the Raiders is just getting down and dirty, dragging teams down to that style of footy that they enjoy playing. And it, what it does is it makes opposition teams uncomfortable. They don't like playing that style of footy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and the, the Raiders... They did it the best. It, it, like Ricky's Raiders, they yeah. honestly represented him as a player so much. Just mongrel in yeah. your face, you know? Um, and Just so, pestering teams. Yeah, just in your face. Getting and and Johnny skin. was so good. So, look, this this match is really interesting. I, I actually think that the Raiders have a real shot here with Jackie White and returning. Mm. Uh, I think that they've, you know, bringing in a guy like – uh, Frawley has been so important to yeah, he's them. He's been good. He's been great. He's an experienced campaigner. He can lead them around the field. Now Schneider hasn't been bad, but he's just inexperienced. He's just mm. inexperienced. That's it. Now with the Rabbitohs, where do you see their season heading? You know, what 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 can they do to get out of this kind of up and down form?
0: Um, oh, look, that that's a that's a hard one because there, you know there's a lot. There's some big changes there. Everyone's talking about Adam Reynolds, mm. but like it's a, it's a new new coach. As in, as in new role for him. He's been at that club now for quite some time. Mm. He was there as an assistant, but taken over um, as the head coach, Jason Demetrio. But, like, Dane is another one. Like, people forget about him.
1: Massively. Massively. Like, you know,
0: like, he's a he's a, a experienced player, great leader. Him not being in that lineup, too, makes a huge difference to the way they're playing. I just mm. think, you know, I, I thought Damien Cook was really good on the weekend. Mm. Um, probably, you're probably looking at, you know, those guys like, like, Damian Cook and, you know, Cody Walker just to have a bit more influence in on this site at the moment because yeah. they, they brought a couple of young fellas in. Like Ilias is I, – I feel as though like in his first season, um, you know, he, he's done a really good job. Yeah, agreed. He's, he's done a fantastic job. He's doing what he needs to do right now. I, I just think, you know, a couple of those more senior players just need to have a bit more say on the way that, the way that this team performs. Yeah. Absolutely. At, at times, and I don't want to be overly critical, but, you know, Cody, in comparison to last year, like he's been very quiet. Mm. I won't say he's played poorly, he's been quiet. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that, but, like, I, I just feel like he's just, he doesn't have the same stamp on on games as what he did last year.
1: Yeah. No, no, I I agree with you. I, I And I, I this is what you're saying as well. I don't think he's anywhere near as bad as what some people are saying. No. And I, I you believe you're saying that as well. But I agree with you. The energy doesn't seem to be the same. He just doesn't seem to have that same authority on the match where yeah, – That's he, what I mean. He goes, oh, we're in a bit of strife here. Give me the ball. Yes. Just give me the ball. I'll take care of it. Yep. Now, to be fair, you know, the NRL is a tough, tough gig. It's very hard to be – you know, at the tippity top of your uh, form all the time. Yep. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think, and it's not just him. I think you know, even Cam Murray, to agree, has been a bit quiet this year. I know he's mm. injured now. He'll be out for a couple of weeks. Damien Cook played really well in the weekend. And to be fair, Cody Walker in that first half was outstanding. Yes. Outstanding. Yep. So all they got. good I think if I'm Demetrio, I'm sitting them down and going, just showing the first half. Yeah, because I think with the Rabbitohs, it's all confidence for them. It's mm. all confidence, and I'm going, boys. This is it. We've got it. Here is the game plan. This is how we need to play. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a cracking match, an absolutely cracking match. Uh, it is out in Dubbo. Do you think that affects the score?
0: Um, well, possibly. What's uh, I don't know what the weather forecast is out there, but um, yeah. Oh, look, I, I just it's, it's a hard one. Uh, I know it's well, so tough. Yeah, you're sort of saying if Canberra turn up and play like they did on the weekend. This this is a really good opportunity for them to, yeah. to jag another win. Yeah. Um, but South Sydney, on the other hand, if they play anywhere near their best footy, they're, they're one of these sides that can beat anyone. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, I they can I'm, beat anyone. They nearly beat the Storm early this year. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. They nearly beat the Storm. It just, oh, I don't know. Like it's a tough one. They, they turn up against the Roosters and give them an absolute yeah. flogging out at Homebush earlier yeah. in the year too, so... If if they get everything right with particularly they they they're a side that are very good from set starts. Mm. If they get opportunity down down Canberra's end from any set start through scrums, um, you know when they, they find the line they got they got to tap, very very difficult to de- to defend. Mm. And if they get their timing right, their passing right, every 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 ball hits the mark, they can score a lot of points. Yeah, but that needs to happen for them. Absolutely, to, to be able to do that.
1: Uh, now on to the Titans versus the Sharkies. Uh, this is a really interesting one because Hines has returned to halfback. Yep. I think that what I love about that call is it shows Fitzgibbon isn't going to be stubborn and and, and dig mm. his heels in and mm. be like, you know, it wasn't the wrong call to put him at fullback. I think Fitzgibbon's gone, you know what? I, maybe I underappreciated how important Hines is to that. Because yep. I think if there's one mm. thing we learnt last week from from the Sharkies – is Hines is their guy. Like, he's absolutely yeah, their yeah, guy. Yeah. Um,
0: well, he was questioned about that, Craig Fitzgibbon, yeah, after, okay? after the match. He was asked, he said, oh, was that a mistake putting him at fullback? And he just said, look, he's played there before. He's played fullback before and played well. Really well. It just, it didn't work today.
1: Yeah, fair. So, fair. you know,
0: like, he just he put his hand up and said it didn't work today. I put him there because he's shown that he's a, a very good fullback. He's played some really good games of footy against quality opposition in that position before. Mm. Didn't happen today yeah. for us.
1: And and you know what? It's very easy in hindsight to go, it was a mistake. Whereas before the game, all evidence would suggest Hines is incredible fullback. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So very easy for us in yeah. hindsight. Yeah, yeah the, the Gold Coast Titans. Where do you see them at? They get the win on the weekend. You know the boys look, seem super excited. They what mm. I loved about the Titans' performance was their energy. They yeah. came out from the get-go with a plan and they nailed it. Yeah. How do you think they're yeah. going to go this week? Well,
0: there's no secret. Mm. You, you you need to have energy in this game, yeah. a- playing at this level. If if you're any chance of winning footy games, you need to play with energy and you need to bring it early mm. in the matches. Just snuck home, um, Golden Point. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to see him go on with it. They need to put together more than one. They just need to. But they. But I agree with you from the point of view where you said they looked happy. Mm. And and I I think you know there's there's a few there's a there's a group of guys in there that are pretty sort of close. You know, Mm. away from footy as well. They hang out a lot. I think a couple of them live together. So they're pretty good mates. And they and they just looked really happy with. By like Jaden Campbell being back in the lineup, he brought energy, didn't he? Took a lot of pressure off AJ Brimson going back into that half. It's where they prepared all season, most all, season. Of, uh, all the all the preseason. Mm. And and um, Justin Holbrook said as much after the game. Lee, uh, before the Magic Round, I think the spine that they had prepared all preseason to play with have, have played only a, a game and a half together wow. this year. Wow! I think that's the, right. I, they they only played a game and a half together all season. Wow! Through various different things, like, yeah. I'm guessing it's mostly injury. Yeah. But um, that was a you know a full game that they played together, um, and and they looked pretty good. So you know the it's a big game, Sunday Arvo. It's up at SeaBus on the Gold Coast. A little bit of rain around. I've heard something mm-hmm. different for the Gold Coast this yeah. year. My goodness. Wow. Um, so maybe maybe that just helps the Gold Coast Titans a little bit and, and sort of takes away from that attacking flair that we've seen from the Sharkies this year, particularly mm. with Nico Hines at seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah, look, it's gonna be interesting. I, I personally I think the Sharkies are in for a big game. You reckon they're yeah, specials? Big, big game. Specials. Okay. I think they're coming in for a big game. Uh although I would love to see the Titans get up. I think Sharkies are going to be filthy. If there's one thing that Fitzgibbon seems to have brought to the Sharks, it's not accepting Inconsistency. Yes, it's not accepting and saying, "Oh, you know, we're going really well this year. Give ourselves a pat in the back." It doesn't seem like that at all.
0: And uh, before we just go to our break, uh, a couple of big matches for in those last two games. Josh Papali'i, 250 NRL games for the Raiders.
1: Congratulations, big fella! Right
0: under Josh and uh, Andrew Fafida, set to play his 200th. The big
1: fella. How yeah. good. Also earlier, uh, Clint Gutherson, 150 games.
0: The Gutho, the king, the king of the west.
1: Mate, And he seems games. like
0: he's been around for twice as long.
1: Yeah, I know. He's, 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 he's yeah, you're totally right. Like, Gusto, It seems that way. It seems that way, absolutely. I think earlier in his career, he had like injuries the ah, first few years. yes, okay. And that's probably why he hasn't got up to 200 yet. Yep. Anyway, we're going to head to the break and get to more of your texts and calls. So make sure to call and text in, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the captain's run with the great Cameron Smith. We've got some texts here, Smithy. Uh hey boys, diehard doggy supporter here. Just want to hear your thoughts on potential impact the Fox could have if he was moved to number one with the type of leadership and enthusiasm he brings to the team. I think it would be a good move with him in the middle of the park and having the ability to float around. Keep up the good work, Dylan.
0: Oh, I think I think the Foxy's floated that idea of of playing fullback, but I, I just think he, he's a winger. He's mm. a world class winger. Yeah. I, I I think he that's that's his best position. It's his best position for a footy side. Mm. He can he can bring that enthusiasm from um, from playing on, on an edge. Yeah, it, it's more the most important part of his enthusiasm is is the day to day stuff around training, getting yep. the boys up, and mm. being around them, which was you know a, a vital part of what we did in Melbourne. Yeah, you know, when when the Fox was there. Yeah, from two thousand and seventeen onwards. Yeah, until he moved on. But um, I think from yeah from a football point of view, I think his best position in that footy side will be on the wing.
1: Yeah, I, I tend to agree as well as I think, look at the the Cowboys, for example. The Cowboys had Hamiso, and, and Hamiso was playing some great footy. But I would say, you know, they're similar-ish in, in their incredible lightning speed. And then they put Scott Drinkwater back at fullback, who's a ball player. And then just points just open up for the Cowboys. Yep. And I think with Fox that, I understand you're, where you're coming from, where you're saying you want Fox around the middle getting his hands on the ball, but he can do that from the wing. You know, we, we've seen over the last couple of years with guys like, um, guys like Tom Travojevic mm-hmm. moving in from the center, you know, supporting through the middle. So I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think you can have the best of both worlds in today's game where the the certain wingers come in and hang around the ball, you know, a wide running forward pushes out and then a the center pushes out to the wing to cover that wing position. I think in today's game, it's best to have a fullback that can ball play.
0: Yep. We've got another one here, uh, Kempi, and this goes back to the, uh, the magic round that we spoke about earlier in the show. Morning, Goat and Beak. What about this for an idea for the 17th team for Magic Round? Why doesn't the premiers of the Queensland Cup in 2022 play the 17th team next year in Magic Round? Cheers, Dino from the gong. What do you reckon about that one? Mate, you
1: know what? I absolutely love it. And also, I take it a step further. I would say the the premiers of the match where... Queensland Cup and New South Wales Cup play. Oh, the national include, championship. Yeah, the national champion. Just to include, like, obviously New South Wales Cup. Because otherwise New South Wales Cup would be like, hang
0: on a sec. Yeah, no, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. So whoever wins that match where, you know, let's say it's Burley Bears versus Newtown or whatever, whoever wins that match that year before yep. plays there. I love the idea. I think it's great. Yeah, I'll throw them in. Mate, throw, and then a team doesn't miss out. Does A team doesn't miss out. It's an extra game of footy. Maybe you put it on a Thursday night. Yep. And it's it, it doesn't really count towards anything, like, points-wise. Mm. But... It, it, it may be a good way for uh, exhibition game. exhibition kind of, but also like give talent uh, a bigger stage to be on, yes. you know, people recruiting. Yes. Uh, so yeah, look uh, outside of that, maybe, you know, we look to put like a representative team in there for a exhibition game, mm. you know, like a, a, a uh, one of the island Yes. Pacific Nations team or yes. something like that but I love the idea mate absolutely love the idea after the break we're going to head to a break after the break we're going to wrap up the show and share our final tips for Magic Round welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith let's uh, let's check out the or also apologies for the Magic Round uh, <laughs> I'm like Ron Burgundy off Anchorman whatever is in front of me I read it so yes. that was my bad I read uh, Magic Round that was on the run sheet the run sheet from the producer Yep. Uh, but uh, we've got our tips let's get to our tips Smithy um, first
0: Broncos Knights. Knights. I'm going to go Broncos. Too strong tonight. Tigers, doggies. Uh, you know what? I'm going to tip the dogs. Okay, okay. They're going to they're going to lift, bounce back. Mm. Eels, seagulls. Eagles. Uh, Parramatta too strong at home. Dragons, Warriors. Dragons, Cowboys, Storm. Storm in a. This is going to be one of the best games of the round. Wow, well,
1: I like it. I like yep. it. Roosters, Panthers.
0: Uh, I'm going to say Panthers. Rabbitohs, Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders back-to-back victories. Titans, Sharks. Titans upsetting Sharks at home.
1: Wow, there we are done and dusted. Another episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. You can download our show on Apple and Spotify, and we'll see you next week.